You are listening to Duck and the Usher, a movie podcast, a show about two friends talking about movies they love and hate. Yeah. What's going on, Zach? Hello, Mr. Stenkamp. Hello, Mr. Fisher. Welcome back to another edition of Duck and the Usher. I am Zachary W. Fisher, and with me, as always, is our uh, Master uh, of Ceremonies. I see my full name, Joshua A. Stenkamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so dude, it sounds more prestige. Um, yeah, and uh, we are back again. want to thank everyone again for tuning in, all of our, our loyal subjects. We do have a new uh, Patreon member. <clears throat> We have a new Patreon member? We do, we do. We have a, a, a Brittany. That's all. Brittany. I'm pretty sure, yeah, Brittany. We so have a Brittany. We have a Brittany. I'm not going to give the last name, so thank Excellent. you for thank uh, you, Brittany. doing that. Also, to our, all of our regular patrons, thank you, D-Rock, Krisky, Shea Money, Gina Bobina, Void Pronto, Cinnamantha, Old Patty, Edwards, Rios, Mr. Chris Rios, uh, our buddy Sam Wise and Stripes over in Chicago. Uh, Samwise Ganji, really? Samwise, yo. Nice. Shizem is another name we used to call him. Shizem? Sh- Shy Sam. Shiza. Chicago Sam. Shizem. 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 Um, <clears throat> and to our regular sponsors of this lovely show, um, we have our good homies over at the Copper Fox Tattoo Company. If you or a loved one are tattoo aficionados, it's a great time before the holiday season ends to hop over to... Uh, Copper Fox and West 192 and get a, get yourself a gift certificate. Yeah, I was about to say, in case you don't Great. want a tattoo, yeah. give, one, give one to a friend. <clears throat> they, that's number. a good way to uh, let somebody know you care about them and, and, they're, uh, and they're walking billboard <laughs> of a body <laughs> with all their tattoos. I have a lot of tattoos, so. Um, yeah, you got a lot more than me. I think I have one, two, yeah, like four, four five, five, five. Yeah, I think five. I have 34. 34, Jesus Christ. 34 tattoos, yeah. Uh, and also, um, a good friend of mine uh, also started up a brand new um, business of her own in a Limo Venture. She uh, gifted me a brand new mattress. Uh, so thank you to Renee over at Limo Venture. And if you are planning an adventure, you need to get a hold of Limo Venture. And they will take care of all of your party bus and limousine needs. Sit back, relax, and let them drive. And your next adventure awaits at 407-808-6265 or visit them at limoventure.com. Nice. Yes, indeed. That's all the housekeeping <laughs> we got out of the way. And uh, let's, uh, how, how have you been, Josh, in your in your viewing habits? Are you uh, watching anything new? Mandalorian. Let's see. I watched Shaun of the Dead the other day, which is always a classic. classic. Old school. I already watched that. <clears throat> Fantastic. I watched, uh, you know, the, what is it? The Not How Did This Get Made, but the, the, the movies that made us. I watched the Christmas ones. Oh, yeah, there's a Christmas one. Yeah, there that's is. Right. So there's like Elf and Nightmare Before Christmas. So I watched those. That was kind uh, is, of fun. Is it just the two? It's just two right for now. right now. Yeah, they I don't know if they're doing. the whole season? Yeah, I, don't, I think they might be doing like the weekly type of thing. <laughs> um, which we're doing a movie which was on the 
yeah movies that made us yes yeah. i think home alone is on one of those which is really fun if you've never watched that series it's uh coincidentally that happens to be our movie for today our, our double feature actually we're doing the home alone series one and two one and two so it's all gonna be on one episode so yeah. we'll do the first movie and then you might hear the the <clears throat> outro music but <clears throat> don't turn it off because we're gonna be right yeah back. we'll have a little intermission a little intermission and then we'll be right back for the second one this one's gonna be a little different um <clears throat> jesus Excuse christ me. We're over here <laughs> drinking those bangs. Yeah. Getting all energy up. <laughs> I got a bangster berry. <laughs> I got that a- one tasted like cough syrup. Oof. Nice. He's sipping on some scissor. Is that what it used to be? Scissor. 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 Syrup. I'm not down with the, with Dude, the sickness. It's like, not like a 20 year old phrase. Something sipping like that. Sipping on some scissor. Scissor, I think, is like. Isn't it like Hennessy and cough syrup or some shit yeah, like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that, that sounds not, horrible. It sounds real bad. Dude, you, you ever. <laughs> Did anybody actually drink that shit? Dude, you ever robo-tripped? No, no, I don't think so. You just so. take a bunch of Robitussin and just like OD on Robitussin? And- I, went, I once got really sick and I thought, oh, you know, uh, it's like the first time I ever had Theraflu, like uh-huh. the little tea. Those are nice. So I took like some NyQuil and then I'm like, man, my throat hurts. Just I'll drink it. some Theraflu. Uh-huh. Didn't think there was like medicine in it. I, th- I think it's just acetaminophen, isn't it? Uh, I don't know, but it really fucked me up because I was real <laughs> sick. So I'm laying in bed and I'm, I'm like fucking, I don't know, 15. <laughs> And I'm laying in bed, and I swear I saw an eagle come out of my ceiling, and I was like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I woke up, like, two days later, like, what's going on? Dude, one time, like, I, I, like, I don't know if it was because of the medicine I was taking, or if it was just having, like, a, a fever so bad you start to, like, hallucinate or whatever. Yeah. Dude, I saw, like, I, I, man, this was easily 21 years ago or something, maybe, like, I think it was, I don't know, 13. I was tripping or something, because I saw, like, these little bouncy dancing shrunken heads on my wall jesus like yeah it's like fucking 1930s dumbo over here like. yeah 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 it was just like it, it reminded me of the the cover of the goosebumps book my how i got my shrunken head mm-hmm. it looked like that fucking guy and uh i don't know it was weird i still goosebumps remember that books yeah, we were watching this tv show back in the day i think we talked about that Eerie indiana goosebumps yeah are you afraid of the dark I yeah think. those were good are you afraid of the dark is still they yeah, rebooted like the it coolest uh, I, th- I don't know. I think they rebooted it on Netflix. Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, I think they How, did. Like why? A, I, don't, I don't fucking know. I don't think Nostalgia. they. I don't think they did. I thought they did. Uh, I'll look, I'll, it, why would it be on Netflix? It's a Nickelodeon. I think Nickelodeon. Property. I thought Nickelodeon partnered with Netflix for a little bit. If they did, I don't know anything about that. Uh, that's probably true, and I'm just out of the loop. I've been. I haven't used Netflix that much recently. Have I've you been, watched anything recently before we hop into this? Thing? Other than other than Mandalorian. <clears throat> Uh, I kind of, yeah, I watched uh, Rare Exports again uh, because I love Just it. Just getting the holiday season. Yeah. Um, most of the movies I have been watching and obsessing about, uh, I've, I've been posting about. So if you're following us on Facebook, you know that I'm obsessed right now with, with Batman Returns. <laughs> I think the obsession's starting to wane, like I, uh, <laughs> no pun intended, um, <laughs> because um, as soon as I get it uh, off my brain when we record next time, um, I'll uh, I'll probably move on from it. Yeah, that's always nice. Yeah, <clears throat> so I'll get that one off my brain. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched. Um, let's see. I watched a movie called Better Watch Out, which actually uh, is a great holiday horror film. Someone was telling me about that. It wasn't you. It was someone else at the bar was mentioning that. Oh, and really? They said it was like. Did they remake it? Re- no. Are you thinking out? of Black Christmas? Black Christmas. That was yeah. It. I, I, I watched it. You watched it. Okay. I watched the remake. The remake, remake, the, re- the the newest one. Okay, it was okay. Uh, 
uh, Carrie Elwes is in it too, and so that was cool. They got a little star power. Imogen Poots, I think, is the lead in it, and it kind of <clears throat> leans into the like, like uh, it tries to uh, make like a social commentary on uh, on like the patriarchy and stuff like that, and which I th- I don't know, it felt kind of one dimensional. Didn't mm-hmm. really feel like it explored it that well, but it also felt forced and tiresome in a horror slasher Christmas film. I don't know. Didn't really work that well for me, and I don't. I didn't hate. I didn't hate it. I thought it was good, but for a horror movie slasher, especially based on I think the movie that inspired slashers in the first place from 1974. Oh wow! Yeah, it came before Halloween, and sort of it, it, uh, all the uh, killers kills are done in a POV. But gotcha. the, but the movie then inspired Carpenter to make. Uh, Halloween, and then that started the slasher movie craze, you know. The suspense slasher type of... Yeah, with like a masked killer, and, and funnily enough, uh, it was holiday-themed, <laughs> and then Halloween became like the like the, the, gold, the gold standard. Yeah, yeah. I watched, uh, last night I watched uh, HBO Max, I watched uh, the Bee Gees documentary okay. that Frank Marshall did. Fucking awesome. I didn't realize the Bee Gees had such a career before, like, staying alive and stuff like that. Oh, really? Was yeah. it just more of the same? And no, the, it was, was like, always just like disco. No, it wasn't disco at all. No? Like they were very like Beatles oriented kind of really? music. Yeah, oh, it was. It I'm was not really real familiar. With I was like, wow, I want to listen to some of their older stuff. Oop. Any good? Yeah, not bad. I just dropped. Were them. they always called the BGs or were they the Brothers Gib? No, they were the BGs okay. for like the longest time. Wow. So let's go ahead and kick this off. Uh, we this is going to be a little different. We don't really have any notes <clears> in front of us. No, it's going to be a super low effort. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're not really going to walk through the movies as much because we're doing Home Alone and pretty much everyone has seen this. But it's a Christmas movie and we kind of want to just give our take on it. Yeah. Um, this movie came out in 1990. It's an hour and 43 minutes. You can actually watch uh, one, two, three. I don't really want to talk about the third one. Um, oh, I'm going to talk about the third one. You can one. talk about the third one. Yeah. But the, uh, they're on Disney+. Plus. So if you have Disney+, yeah. Plus, you can watch them. I think Disney+, Plus has all three. They do. They do. But there's actually, to date, five. Oh, my God. Did you know that there are Why? five Home Alone films? No. Yeah. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. So, yeah, no. the third one. We all know the first one. Uh, it's also its 30th anniversary. It is. Um, and coming, I want to uh, actually... Hang on, let me let me pull up this info. You got anything else about its uh, budget? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Everything. Uh, the budget for this was eighteen million dollars. It made four hundred and seventy-seven million. Whew. So I mean, this was a box office smash. It really you is. Bet. But it, it is a cult classic for anyone mm-hmm. who's wondering. Um, do do do. Oh, it got seven point six out of ten on IMDb. Sixty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I think those people are crazy for the first one because the first one's awesome. Sixty-five percent. Yeah. Now, be is a that lot based on that. recent reviews or are they? Are they? Is it? Did they compile all of the reviews, like, even from the day? No, it's the, the tomato meter is 65, and then I think the audience... Right, but it's an aggregate. Audience score is 80, so... Okay, yeah, that's really the, the one you want to Yeah, because the, the, the tomato meter is only from 55 reviews, and then the audience score is from, like, 1 million Well, I wonder, because, because it's an aggregate, it's not... It's just based on... an. It's an average of uh, all of the reviews from, uh, like, critics and shit. So I wonder if any of those reviews are just ones they compiled from like back from 1990, you know, and because back like I don't think Roger Ebert gave it a very high score. I think he liked the second one better or some shit, something like that. I'll read that out. But uh, there is the <coughs> consensus on the tomato Rotten Tomatoes, and like here's the critics' consensus. So they kind of like compile everything together, I guess. Yeah, and it says Home Alone, uneven but frequently funny prim- uh, premise stretched unreasonably thin, is buoyed. By Macaulay Culkin's cute performance and strong supporting stars. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I can agree with that. And uh, the Home Alone premise is simply 
a uh, it's it revolves around a child or children if you're watching the sequels who find themselves left alone during the holiday season and faced with the challenge of defending themselves and their homes from different types of criminals. Yep. Which would never happen in a real world. Thank you for listening, everybody. That's that's uh, it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits. So uh, I, I do have about eight clips for this uh, this first movie. What's, what's your opening clip? My opening clip. So pretty much everybody knows McAllister family's going on vacation. They're going to Paris, blah, 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 blah. Um, but while they're getting ready, um, uh, Buzz, the older brother, yeah. you know, because Kevin's trying to figure out where the fuck he's going to sleep. Right. Yeah, yeah. So can I sleep with you, Buzz? And of course, Buzz being the older brother, asshole. Yeah. But next door, they got like the the you, everyone grew up next to like the creepy old Check man. Check it out, old man Marley. Yeah, okay, I have that clip. So it's it's almost like um like the burbs, you know. It's like oh, there's always some old dude that's like oh, he murdered his family. Yeah, 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 yeah. So here's here's just a little fun clip that I think kind of sets up a later clip. Check it out, old man Marley. Who's he? You ever heard of the South Bend Shovel Slam? No. That's him. Back in 58, murdered his whole family and half the people on his block with the snow shovel. Been hiding out in this neighborhood ever since. Well, if he's a shovel slayer, how come the cops don't arrest him? Not enough evidence to convict. They never found the bodies. But everyone around here knows he did it. Now it'll just be a matter of time before he does it again. What's he doing now? Walks up and down the streets every night, salting the sidewalks. Maybe he's just trying to be nice. No way. See that garbage can full of salt? That's where he keeps his victims. The salt turns the bodies into mummies. They get that great score by John Williams. Yeah, man. It just heightens it. Uh, the, I think the, the music is is some of the most iconic stuff it's from this great. movie. It's easily recognizable. And John Williams' uh, catalog is full of these memorable like, themes from so many movies. So like, the guy, like half of your yeah. posters are... Uh, yeah. Uh, John Williams over there? John Williams there. Did you this one? No, he didn't do Dark Crystal. Okay. Uh, Hook... Uh, I think Hook I have, is John Williams too, right? Yeah, Hook is John Williams. I also have Back to the Future. I have Jaws posters. I just haven't hung them up. Oh, I didn't realize that was signed. It says Bangarang. Who signed yeah, it? Rufio did. Dante Bosco. Oh, snap. Yeah, I got to... There, was, know, uh, there was a big Rufio party at Copper Rocket. Or a Hook party. Yeah. And I got to... We, Megan Dude, and our sisters went and we got to uh, sign Fucking Andrew was there. Andrew was there, yeah. And he's like... Was that before were, you knew him, right? Yeah, it was before I knew him. He's like, you were fucking there? And I was like, yeah, my whole family was there. Well, wow, that's much. wild. Yeah. Cool. Small world. Uh, the guy who plays Marley, that's uh, Robert's Blossom. Yes, right? and did you, uh, did you look him up. Yeah, and uh, he's got some. I do remember him from the Quick and the Dead. Okay, because he does play a Doc Wallace in that. But also, uh, if anybody out there ever watched Northern Exposure, the TV yeah, show, dude. which is really hard to fucking find. Northern it's Exposure, not streaming anywhere. Dude, the DVD sets they run like two hundred dollars just to find those things. Like they're really expensive. But I believe, he, played, he played Ned in that. I believe that show is based on an Alaskan town. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's, it's based on Talkeetna. Yeah, the one that's really far north, I think, right? No, 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 no. Well, it, they, they call it Sicily in in the show, but it's yeah. it's filmed in that, or based it's on It's filmed in, in Washington. Well, the, 
they, the first, I think the first season they did in Alaska, and then they had to move it to Washington because it wasn't. I I don't I don't know. 100%. I remember watching. I remember watching some documentary where they filmed another yeah. movie, which was like, oh, this is the same time when they filmed Northern Exposure, and so yeah. you see some of the well, same. Well, uh, I remember actually living in Alaska for a while, mm-hmm. and I lived in, or I didn't live. Well, I lived for a summer. I was in Talkeetna, Alaska, which is a lovely town, and. Um, I remember somebody telling me that Northern Exposure was based on that town, but I don't know how true that is. But anyway, a lot of people get a kick out of it whenever they're up there. Uh, but yeah, this guy has an interesting name, Roberts Blossom. He's been in a lot of TV stuff. If you ever seen Doc Hollywood with uh, Michael no. J. Fox, he was in that. He plays the judge. Okay, it's always small roles, but he's a very familiar face. But he did a lot of television stuff from. And he passed away like 2011. Yeah, yeah, and the guy was pretty damn old. Uh, so this movie. Um, is written by uh, John Hughes. Yep, so which is, is another, our second John Hughes film. Yeah, and John Dutch. Hughes loves... This is our third John Hughes film. What else did we do? Great Outdoors. Oh, yeah, Great Outdoors. It was our third yeah. one. Damn. And, and wait, he, is, uh, it's only three. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of all the other movies we did. Yeah, no, this is just is our it? third okay, one. Okay, yeah, okay, we okay. did Dutch and then Great Outdoors. <laughs> uh, and it's directed by Chris Columbus. I think Chris Columbus did the start of the Harry Potter franchise. He did, yeah. And uh, boy, John Hughes loves him from Chicago. He does. This movie was actually released in Chicago before yep. it went nationwide. Oh, uh, that's true. Uh, it premiered on November 10th, 1990 in Chicago and entered wide release uh, on November 16th of that same year. You already mentioned the gross. Um, mm-hmm. And it held the record for the highest grossing live action comedy ever until it was overtaken by The Hangover Part 2 in 2011. Really? Yeah. Uh, I didn't like uh, the second one. Yeah I, yeah. I don't think. I didn't. I didn't really dig the third one either, but. I mean, it's got some funny parts. Uh, the film received two Golden Globe Award nominations for Best Motion, motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, uh, Best Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy for Culkin, as well as two Academy Award nominations for Best Original Score, uh, which was composed by John Williams, and Best Original Song for Somewhere in My Memory. Home Alone spawned a successful film franchise that started with the 1992 sequel, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, which we will talk about. Wow. Excuse me. Which is the only Home Alone sequel to have most of the original cast reprising their roles. We, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about Home Alone 3 when we get there. Yeah. Um, but what else do I have about it? So, uh, let's see. Well, while you're looking that up, I'll play another little clip. Okay. So, uh, pretty much, um, Kevin gets pissed off. <laughs> and uh, and I remember someone on the collective, last collective, had yeah. posted that they were watching this movie. Uh-huh. Like, did anybody notice that when uh, Kevin knocks over the juice or the soda, the milk, the milk or whatever he knocks over and spills everywhere, yeah. that his dad throws away Kevin's ticket? He's like, yeah. look at the screenshot. And everyone's like, no shit, Sherlock. If you're able to take a screenshot of it, like you were supposed to fucking see it in the yeah, movie. It, yeah. Like that's, it's, yeah. It's, 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 that's why it, they it's missed its own the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is a little a little clip. Wait, wait where, someone in the last exit? Yeah, last exit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Collective yeah. Was did you guys it. notice that clearly? Yeah. The intentional <laughs> shot. <laughs> I mean, it's okay because it, it is something that happens very quickly. So you, if you're not paying attention, you could kind it's of like say over it. Did you guys know water is wet? <laughs> um, Kevin pretty much uh, hates his family, and this kind of sets up uh, a little uh, little thing about Kevin. Dude, and you get to learn a little bit about Kevin here, who's yeah. kind of a fucking sociopath. And the way I look at it, here it is. It's just crazy. You've got all these extra kids running around. My brother. You also get to hear Joe Pesci in this. Just nuts. How come you didn't bring more cheese pizzas? Nice tip. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Having a reunion or something? Oh, no. My husband's brother transferred to Paris last summer, and both of his kids are still going to school here, and I guess he missed the whole family. He's giving us all this trip to Paris for the holiday so we can be together. You're taking a trip to Paris? 
Yes, we hope to leave tomorrow morning. Excellent, excellent. If you'll excuse me, this one's a little out of sorts. I'll be right back. Don't worry about me. I spoke to your husband already. And don't worry about your home. It's in good hands. There are 15 people in this house. You're the only one who has to make trouble. I'm the only one getting dumb dumb. You're the only one acting up. Now, get upstairs. I am upstairs, dummy. The third floor? Go. It's scary up there. Don't be silly. Fuller will be up in a little while. I don't want a super fuller. You know about him. He wets the bed. He'll pee all over me. I know it. Fine. We'll put him somewhere else. I'm sorry. It's too late. Get upstairs. Everyone in this family hates me. Then maybe you should ask Santa for a new family. I don't want a new family. I don't want any family. Families suck. Just stay up there. I don't want to see you again for the rest of the night. I don't want to see you again for the rest of my whole life. And I don't want to see anybody else either. I hope you don't mean that. You'd feel pretty sad if you woke up tomorrow morning and you didn't have a family. No, I wouldn't. Then say it again. Maybe it'll happen. I hope I never see any jerks again. I wish they would all just disappear. That little do 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 reminds me reminds me of Hook because there's a section in that that has that little do 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 do. Oh, true. We were talking about earlier about John Williams kind of recycling some stuff, phrasing in his in his music. So you got to hear Joe Pesci, of course, who plays one of the Wet Bandits. Yeah. Which I find really funny is that it was supposed to be they wanted Robert De Niro and John Lovitz to be. Whoa. Yeah, and then they they said no. John Lovitz. John Lovitz. Hey, we're the Wet Bandits. I can wait for this little cat. Yeah. Come here, you little brat. What if what, what if Lovitz and uh, what's that other guy's name? Uh, Firestein. Oh, Harvey Firestein. Harvey Firestein. What if those two were like Firestein. hello, hello? What if the what if those two were like in a, like a buddy movie? Oh my god, would that be funny? He's still, Harvey Firestein's still alive. He's, he's still good, got he's it. A, he's a good playwright. Um, so okay, uh, we, we we heard Catherine O'Hara, <laughs> yes, which that's is what I wanted just to talk about the, the great Catherine O'Hara, who is just phenomenal in everything she does. She's great from Beetlejuice to all the Christopher Guest movies that yeah. she's been in. And then recently, I think she's got a bigger resurgence in popularity because of Shit's Creek. Yeah. yeah. What, wait, what's another one that she was in? Uh, I'm blanking. TV show? Uh, or? Yeah, I think she uh, okay. well, I mean, like, Best in Show, of course. I mean, a lot of people remember her from that. But she's always <clears> going to be the mom from Home Alone. Right, yeah. She she plays Kevin! pretty straight. Uh, yeah, come on! I have a clip of that That's here the second a little one, bit. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the uh, the second one is when she does the the loud. No, one. no, I think it's the first one because I have a clip that's next where they're on the plane. Well, yeah, yeah. She goes, Kevin, but in the second one, she's already in the Kevin. airport. Oh she yeah, goes, Kevin. <laughs> 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 um, so okay, yeah. Joe Pesci is posing as a cop, and um, she mentions, uh, or no, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. <clears throat> and his, his he and his partner Daniel Stern, um, who we we Terry talked about. Harry Marv, yeah, on, we'll meet uh, them a little bit. Yeah, we talked about on Blue uh, Blue Thunder. Uh, Daniel Stern was in yeah so I don't remember where I saw it but I, I read it somewhere last night or maybe it was today that the the, the characters I don't think are names are ever mentioned 
um, their last names. They actually have last names. It, their names is, is Marv Merchants. Yeah. And Harry Lime. Harry Lime and Marv Merchants. I, yeah. love, I love the second one, which we'll get to later, but I love the, the oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, Harry. <laughs> you know, Happy Hanukkah, Marv. Happy Hanukkah. Is that what he says? When he's, did he say that? In the second one, when he breaks open the chest, oh. and he's like, Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, uh, when they mentioned Fuller, the kid who uh, wets the bed, that's his real life brother, Kieran Culkin. Yeah, yeah, Kieran yeah. is, and Kieran's had a great career. Yeah, he was in uh, what Scott Pilgrim versus the World. He's had, a, I would say, he's had a better career than his older brother. You think so? I don't know about money wise, but as far as being and being up to date and relevant, uh, when did uh, Macaulay? Was he's kind of coming back. He looks a lot yeah. better than he did. Dude, I think that's a myth. I don't think he ever had. Like, I don't think he had a, drug a troubled. Pro- no, I think uh, I think he personally just made himself look like shit, so oh, people would so leave people him alone. Would, uh, yeah. Probably think he had some kind of like I've seen I've seen him childhood on, actor breakdown shit, something like, like that. But I've seen him do a couple interviews recently, and he's definitely cleaned up. Yeah, he's you know? he's a uh, made a return. Um, Get a little closer. He's, to he's, that. he's getting like more and more like just like internet famous. Uh, I follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's made an appearance on um, uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd. Mm-hmm. On Cinemassacre with James Rolfe, because um, they they covered the the classic like NES or SNES, the Home Alone uh, games, Home Alone games, I, I, which were terrible. Do, yeah, they cover all of them, right? I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah I've watched those, and it's just like he shows up like the pizza those, guy. Those from games Little were Heroes. so fucking hard yeah, to they play. Were. Yeah, I do like the uh, the was it Funny or Die who did the Home Alone thing where he ends up like kid so. where he kidnaps like the driver and he's like you know when I was a kid my parents fucking left me and he's got this problem he becomes like a oh, weird serial killer yeah, type of yeah. thing oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's right that's right that's good do you know that home alone's being me re- being remade and it's going to be uh, released on disney plus yeah i heard that man we gotta stop with this remaking crap i mean dude that that happens it's, it's or just make it home alone six or some remakes, shit like. remakes have been happening since film i know it's just been it just seems to be a bigger uh, bigger thing now yeah well i mean it's just it's nostalgia uh, we're going to play a little thing where, you know, they wake up late, they go to the airport, and they just fucking forget Kevin. Oh, there is a scene that Megan pointed out um, when, when they're, you know, they're late for getting on the plane. Yeah. And they're loading up all this shit. And then the neighbor kid comes over and he's oh, talking. Yeah. Did you see him mouthing the other guy's lines? No. Yeah. The little kid when he's like, so where are you guys going? Blah, 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 blah. And when the driver talks, you can see the kid mouth the line that he said. Oh, really? Yeah. And Megan's like, wait, go back. And I was like, what? So I go back and you're like, watch the little kid. And she's like, watch the little kid. So I'm watching so it. So he would, he would know when to he speak. He would know when to speak. Yeah. So he was mouthing the lines. I'm like, oh, fuck. He was Murphy, right? Yeah. The neighbor kid. He's, he's very small. Bring me like, back something for Paris. Bye guys. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. very small part of the movie. And, and how many siblings does Kevin even have? He has like six brothers. Or, no, uh, it's, he has, he has, he has, uh, three a bro- sisters. he has a brother, a sister, two sisters and a brother, I think, because all the rest are like the cousins and all yeah. that shit. But, but yeah, they miscount. Anyway, they're on the plane and here's a little clip of Catherine O'Hara kind of figuring out that they fucking left their son. <laughs> Captain's doing all he can. Your phones are still out of order. Oh, no, they, they already found out. as soon as we land, Kate. I'm sure everything's okay. It's horrible. Horrible. Just horrible. How could we do this? We forgot him. We didn't forget him. We just miscounted. What kind of mother am I? If it makes you feel any better, I forgot my reading classes. Five families gone on one block alone. They all told me from their own mouths. <laughs> it's almost too easy. Check it out. All the houses with nobody home, 
have automatic timers on their lights. But I got it all figured out. Watch this. Number 664 will be going on right about now. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Number 672, right now. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. 671, now. <laughs> and that's the one, Marvin. That's the silver tuna. Oh, it's very G. Very G, huh? It's loaded. It's got lots of top-flight goods. Stereos, VCRs. Toys? Probably looking at some very fine jewelry. Possible cash hoard. Odd marketable securities. Who knows? It's a gem. Grab your crowbar. Crowbars up. Crowbars up. So <laughs> when, when Mr. Grinch can't play too much of that. Um, so it's <laughs> you're funny. a three decker sauerkraut no, toadstool sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, the that when he's when he's listing off the the houses yeah. six seventy one six and six seventy one is actually the street like uh -huh. the actual address for that house oh. is six seven one Lincoln Avenue. I always thought that was a back lot. No, 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 because it's, uh, I'm reading it right here, it's saying like, uh, this house exterior scenes were filmed on location, a three-story okay. single-family home, located at 671 Lincoln Avenue. Oh, wow. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they actually used that house for a couple other things, like Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like different, you'll see that house here and there, and various, like, in various shots. Um, I do want to say, in, in the thing, you meet the, uh, you kind of know the uncle, in oh this yeah, movie. he's a jerk off. Yeah, he's a jerk. He's the one that's like, I left my glasses. Yeah, you know, look what you did, look you what little you jerk. Um, Kelsey Grammer was supposed to uh, play that role. Frank? Yeah, but the guy's name he, is uh, Jerry Bannon. Jerry Bannon, and you would recognize him from other things, unless you want to pull up his Wikipedia. Uh, he or, was in, I think, his top four uh, known for mm -hmm. uh, films on uh, IMDb or Home Alone, Home Alone Two. He was in The Bodyguard and uh, Superstar. Oh, he was Father John. He was Father John. Yeah. Um, boy, oh boy! I, back to that first clip you played. If I ever spoke to my mother like that, I would have been backhanded oh, out of this world. Just dead, just <laughs> just dead. Like there wouldn't have been like one. We didn't live in a third story house. It would have been you're gonna sleep like outside or yeah. six feet under. You know, like one of the two. Want to take a dirt nap? I can give you one. His brother Buzz too. Uh, is Devin Ratray? Yeah, no, he's been doing a lot of stuff. He's kind of like a isn't he a, like a, a lot of like personality now? Uh, uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you that. Um, I have seen him. He was in um, R.I.P.D. Um, uh, Masterminds with Zach Galifianakis and uh, Homegirl Kristen Wiig, or Wig. How do you pronounce? Oh it? yeah, he was in the he was in the new Tick TV yeah. show. Oh yeah, that's right. Spoon, Sp spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Show. I like the original one with what's Me his too. bucket. Yeah, so good. Who, wait, the the animated one? No, the the when they when they did the live action one. Oh, with uh, Putty. Yeah, what's his uh, name? Fuck. I always forget he's got that deep. He plays, he's like, uh, he's Joe Swanson. He's Joe Swanson. Hey, he yeah. took my Jesus fish. <laughs> oh, Fuck. gosh. What's his name? He was in... Um, I got it. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to drive me mad. Anyway, I'll, I'll keep talking. Um, so we kind of got to meet uh, Joe Pesci and uh, Daniel Stern there. That's the wet, that's the wet bandits. The wet bandits. Which we'll uh, hear about the wet bandits here in a little bit. Um, so 
Patrick Warburton. Pat Patrick Warburton. There David you go. Putty, yeah, yeah. I had to look up Seinfeld. To, to Warburton. And so Kevin kind of figures out that he's been left at home. You uh-huh. know, we have that scene of him dancing around. Mom, Made dad, family disappear. disappear, and you know, slapping his face. Ah, shooting shit. Well, that's, that's because he put aftershave. Yeah, on aftershave. Yeah, uh, and he's just being a kid at home. I never under, when I was a kid, I didn't understand why he was screaming. Yeah, because uh, I was like, "What is he doing? What's wrong? Is that yeah. hurt?" And for a long time, I was afraid of aftershave. After I figured oh, because it out. of that, yeah, dude, you put on some aftershave after you shave, man. That, oh, it's nice can, now. Now I dig. Now it. it's nice, but back then, <laughs> I, oof. Um, yeah. but, you know, I think it's funny. Kevin goes to shopping. You know, when he goes shopping, he's uh-huh. like, "You know, is this toothbrush uh, robbed by the uh, FDA?" Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, no, is this uh, toothbrush approved. approved by the uh, American Dental, Dental Association? Association? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking what? It's a toothbrush. You little shithead. Uh, he ends up like, oh uh, yeah, because he sees uh Murphy, and runs away and all that stuff. And Marley, he, Marley, and you know he goes shopping. And I love this stuff where it's like, "Where's your family?" He's like, "Ma'am," you know. And he always has a yeah. fucking response. Yeah, to he does. He's quick witted. He's like, "I'm afraid of my own shadow." Yeah, because uh, yeah, when he when he's uh, talking to the cashier at the exactly. grocery store. Yeah, yeah. How? Oh, the, I have a coupon for. This. I have a coupon for this. How are the uh, mac and cheese? He's like always asking questions. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> the questions he thinks I think make him. Seem more I, th- I, feel, I feel like this is a prequel to The Good Son. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just a little too too uh, too much. So Did I you want, ever see uh, yeah. Getting Even with Dad? No, with Ted Danson. I'm trying to think of like other uh, Macaulay Culkin movies. Ted Danson, Getting Even with Dad, uh, Richie Rich, Richie Rich, great movie. I like that one. That's that was a fun one. I haven't revisited that one in a long time. Uh, my pump. Girl. I mean, that's a oh, early, yeah. early, early one. I forgot about that one, too. That's a sad one. Yeah. Oh, the fucking bees, man. So scared. Like, I was so scared of bees as a kid after watching that. There was a movie he was in called Rocket Gibraltar. It was his very first movie. It was 1988, and that was, I think, his name in the movie. Rocket Gibraltar. Rocket Gibraltar, I think, was some... It's in the script that the name is somehow part of the family's... Uh, legacy or some shit. I, hmm. I watched part of it one day because one of my former roommates was really about it and she wouldn't shut up about this movie. And I was like, all right, I'll watch it. Jesus. <laughs> and uh, I forgot all about it till right now. I think uh, Angela Gethels, who plays Linny in this, was also in that movie because oh, okay. it's, it's about another family with a fuckload of kids and uh, it's, it's like a drama. I don't remember exactly the story. But um, his brother, or I'm sorry, Buzz in this. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize I was watching him, but there's this movie by... Um, uh, Jeremy Saulnier, uh, called Blue Ruin. You ever see that shit? Mm-mm. It's on uh, Netflix. Excellent movie with Macon Blair. He's he's this guy who's sort of had like a mental breakdown after uh, a, a rival family's son killed his brother or father or someone in his family. So when he hears that this guy was released from prison, he goes and finds him and kills him right away. Like fucking just, just, just kills him. Yeah. So that turns into him running and hiding from the rest of that other family, trying to kill him back. And then he ends up killing all of them. Uh, spoiler alert. But there's a scene in the movie. He's, he's this real meek dude who doesn't have a lot of uh, the compunction or the stuff to, to, you know, fight and hurt and harm people. He, it was only just because he was, you know, found it. They snuck up on the on the first guy and killed him. Anyway, he goes to his friend who uh, is like a gun enthusiast. And he's like, hey, man, do you have a weapon? He's like, yeah, what do you need? And it's this guy. That's Buzz. Yeah, uh, but I didn't realize it was him. And later, in he the looks. Movie, he looks very different than he did when he was he's, a kid. He's a big dude now. He's a big dude. And he's kind of losing all of his now. hair. And yeah, he doesn't uh, look like the asshole Buzz. But he's also what, like 
13 when this movie was made or something. Yeah. And I didn't realize like how much older he seemed in the second one until I watched it again. I was like, oh shit. The second one like, is only aged, the like, second one years. is only supposed to be like a year, a year later. Like a year later. But it was 2 years in real time. Yeah. yeah. You can see like how much older everybody is. When um when Kevin goes shopping, you know, like gets all of his stuff, bags break, but he uh, the wet bandits are uh robbing the house next door. And uh I have a little uh a little clip. Oh, is that so, when uh, they hear they overhear the uh, answering machine? Yeah, they overhear the answering machine. Like, wait, didn't, because earlier when it's like crows, crowbars up, they go to to break in, right? And then Kevin turns the light on. They're like, oh, oh shit! And they they run away. Now. Yeah. So here, here's a little clip of the wet band. Why they're called the wet bandits? What are you laughing at? You did it again, didn't you? You left the water running, didn't you? What's wrong with you? Why do you do that? I told you not to do it. Harry, it's our calling card. Calling card. All the great ones leave their mark. We're the wet bandits. You're sick, you know that? You're really sick. I'm not sick. Yes, you are. I'm not that's sick. That's a sick thing to do. It's not a we don't need that kind of Don't tell me what to do, okay? I can do it if I we, want to. We... Hey, not sick. sick. Hey, watch out! <laughs> Watch out for traffic, son, you know? Sorry. Damn. Sandy don't visit the funeral homes, little buddy. Okay, okay. Merry Christmas. What's the matter? I don't like the way that kid looked at me. Did you see that? You ever seen him before? I saw a hundred kids this week. Let's see what house he goes into. Yeah, so they decide to follow <laughs> Kevin. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I love the... Because Pesci like, uh, was really difficult to work with oh, on yeah? this. Was and, he really? Huh. Yeah, because he liked to golf. So okay. he, he'd constantly show up late. <laughs> and he didn't like some of the dialogue, so they, they ended up pushing like the call time from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. just so he could go fucking golf. Wow. And uh, he really was, like, difficult, like, swear words. I, I was going to say, I bet he struggled not to yeah, guess. Yeah, because Colkin was on the set. Uh -huh. I guess, um, like, later on when the when uh, Marv tries to break in and he loses his shoe yeah. through the doggy door or whatever, and he says shit. It's like the only, oh, he does. Yeah, that's right. It's the only curse word in the whole movie. Well, he says, like, horse's ass. Horse's ass, but shit was the only thing that, Okay, like, like the real expletive. Yeah, expletive that came out. Wow. I didn't think... I was. You know, I was watching it the other day, too, you, and I, I keep the subtitles the, on, yeah, you, and I the, saw it, and I was like, yo, Disney Plus, what's good? When you had the subtitles on, when Joe Pesci's like, I bet he, I bet they had to redo that like take after take for oh, him, probably. like saying fuck. Uh, you know he was a singer, right? Joe Pesci? Yeah, he was like a lounge singer. I can believe that. Like a really good one too. You know what? <coughs> Sorry. That, <coughs> um, I'm, I'm thinking about all the other Joe Pesci movies like Casino, yeah. Goodfellas. How am I funny? Am I funny like a clown? Well, am I fucking, fucking here to amuse you? Yeah. Uh, you motherfucker. You, yeah, he's so... <laughs> like vicious in these other films you know as a kid i i didn't really I, I think i watched a couple of those movies with my dad like he was really into the gangster films because you know, scorsese i'm just i'm right now i'm just trying to imagine robert de niro in that role like yeah right we're gonna get the kid we're gonna get him <laughs> we're gonna do it we're gonna do it uh <laughs> john lovitz <laughs> just 
Uh, I, I just did my De Niro face, but none of you can see that. <laughs> Sometimes you have to do the face. You know? Yeah, I I, uh, I keep thinking about like how vicious he is in those other movies. Like from a casino when he puts that dude's head in a vice and his eye pops out. Yeah. Like and then and here he is like being funny, he's actually a really good comedic actor too. Did you ever see Gone Fishing? Yeah, Gone Fishing, Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> that's right. Uh, my cousin Vinny, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Marissa Tomei. Um, I lost my train of thought. It's right. This is what happens when I don't have notes in front of me. Yeah, we're kind of just winging it here. So yeah, sit back, relax, and let us figure it out. So the um, it, w- they follow the kid, and then they're like, you know. It, they show up at the house because they're going to rob it again because they heard that, you know, no one's home. But Kevin is rigged right. up like, you know, the the train with the Michael Jackson thing. And it's like, Michael Rock. Jordan. Yeah, 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 the Michael Jordan. And, and it's like, mannequins. what the hell? It's busy as shit. You I, know, you I thought you said they were gone. I, I thought remember, so too. I, I didn't realize this until I was watching the movie again as well is I was like, how does he have so many mannequins? But at the beginning of the movie, when he goes down to the basement, you see a Everything. lot of yeah. mannequins. So I'm wondering, okay, we never really get a sense of like what his mother did for a living. No, perhaps she's a dressmaker. You don't even really get to figure out what his dad does either. Because yeah, yeah, the yeah, reason, yeah. The only reason they're going to Paris is because their brother, brother moved to Paris, and, and he, apparently that guy's loaded too. Yeah, because we see that he has a, a fucking New York nice ass brownstone in right? the yeah. second one. Uh, when they they they, they sit, the silver tuna. Yeah, they come back the next day, you know, because they're like, we're gonna rob this damn house, and it's real quiet. They're like, what the hell? It was pumping yesterday. Now it's really right, quiet. Yeah. And, yeah, and this is where. Um, where Marv loses his shoe, <laughs> and uh, and and there's always like this. The the what's the movie? Is it a real movie that plays? I was just about to bring that. Yeah, up. Yeah, look that up. So it's, I'm gonna. It's I'm, not I'm, a I'm real gonna, movie. Go I'm ahead. gonna play the clip. So uh, Marv tries to break in, and Kevin kind of sees him. You know, while he's washing dishes, and this is a little clip where Kevin, you know, plays the TV, and Marv is listening in. Okay. I mean, right now it looks like there's nobody home. Last night the place is jumping. Something ain't right. Go check it out. Now? No, tomorrow, get Now! Go ahead! Get the hell out of here. All right, Johnny. But what about my money? What money? AC said you had some dough for me. Fair effect. How much do I owe you? AC said 10%. Too bad AC ain't in charge no more. What do you mean? He's upstairs taking a bath. He'll call you when he gets out. Hey, I tell you what I'm gonna give you, snakes. I'm going to give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no-good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. All right, Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm going. One, two, ten. Keep the change, you filthy animal. 
What happened? I don't know who's in there, but somebody just got blown away. Huh? Somebody beat us to the job. They're in there. Two of them. There was arguing. One of them blew the other one away. Who? I don't know. I thought I recognized one of their voices. And I know I heard that name Snakes before. Snakes? Snakes, snakes. I don't know no snakes. Snakes. Let's get out of here. Hold it, hold it. Let's wait and see who it is. We work this neighborhood too. Yeah. Supposing the cops finger us for a job and they start asking us questions about a murder in the area. Wouldn't it be nice to have a face to go with their questions? That's a good idea. Of course it's a good idea. Snakes. He sounded like a snake. Yeah. <clears throat> so really, right after this clip is yeah. the is the polka king thing, yeah. um, which we'll talk about here. So now. the this movie uh, that he used to to scare Marvin yeah. is called. Oh, Aim. Dad, I'm watching dirty. You know, yeah, movies. I'm watching rubbish yeah. or whatever. Because because he does this earlier to the pizza guy. And yeah. I, I love the running gag where they uh, they keep hitting the statue out front. Yeah, 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 yeah. Down. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the, the the movie in the movie is not a real movie. It's okay. called Angels with Filthy Souls, um, with a guy named Johnny, played by an actual character actor, Ralph Foodie. Yeah, because I've seen that name. guy before. I'm like, uh, and it could be a reference to the actual Cagney film Angels with Dirty Faces. Gotcha. Because it's supposed to be like a 1930s gangster film, um, and the sequel to it is the one he's watching in the next movie. Which is angels with even filthier souls. <laughs> I can um, smell you getting off the elevator. <laughs> yeah. In in the segment, Johnny, a gangster sitting behind a desk in an office, uh, was was met by snakes. A gangster sent by AC. <laughs> snakes asked Johnny for some money or the stuff or whatever. Too bad AC ain't, char- ain't in charge no more. Um, and uh, was, hang on. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm actually doing. staring right at that. Are you really? Yeah. One, like, two, ten. <laughs> um, actually, I think that. Um, even Macaulay Culkin didn't know that it wasn't a real movie um, at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. They just played it for him? Movie within a movie, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not a real film. So for everybody who ever wanted to know that, it's not. <laughs> the uh, So the entire time, uh, Kate, the mom, you never really get her real name like in it, but Catherine O'Hara. Uh, oh, she, well, dude, I'm just reading this. I'm sorry. Yeah. This Angels with Filthy Souls was also uh, featured playing on a television in the background of, of Detective Pikachu. Uh, oh, really? The movie that just came out last year. I didn't year. see it. I heard it was pretty good. I didn't either. Um, yeah, so <laughs> she's been trying to get home. They pretty much left the other family, you know. Remember, uh, she, like, trades, like, her, her watch, her wallet, to, just to be able to get back to America. And then when she gets there, she's trying to get back to Chicago. She can't get there and... Hang on, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I'm just. I'm reading more about it. Yeah. I, the reason I think Marv and Harry like recognize it a little bit is because they probably saw the saw movie. the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's like snakes, snakes, snakes. Why do I know that? I don't know no snakes. <laughs> I don't know no snakes. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, uh, I didn't get the scene, but uh, earlier <laughs> when, when they leave Kevin and they figure it out, and uh-huh. the, when they, when she calls the police and it's like, oh, let me transfer you to child services. And it's like, oh, Larry Hankin. Yeah, there's yeah. like back and forth. It's like son of a bitch. But she uh she she finally gets to America, the mom, and there's no flights. She can't get on. Right. And, uh, a very famous person decides to come up and talk to her. And it's John Candy who plays the Polka King. Right. And uh, here's a little clip of it. And all of these lines were ad-libbed. Like he made up all of these lines. Really? They were not scripted. Yeah. Holy shit. That's cool. So here we go. Excuse me. Can you excuse us for a second? Can I see you for a second, please? Excuse us. Oh, 
No, but here in your, you got a little bit of a dilemma there. We got a crisis ourselves. <laughs> Allow me to introduce myself. Gus Polinski. All right. Polka King of the Midwest. The, the Kenosha Kickers. Hi there. Hi. No? That's okay. I thought you might have recognized. Anyways, um, I had a few hits a few years ago. Uh, that's why, I, you know, just polka, polka, polka. Polka, polka, polka. No? It, Twin Lakes Polka. Damavuji Polka, a.k.a. Kiss Me Polka. Polka Twist. Well, these are songs. Yeah. Yeah, we... Some fairly big hits for us, you know, in the early 70s, you know? <laughs> Yeah, we sold about 623 copies of that. In Chicago? No, Sheboygan. Very big in Sheboygan. They loved it, you know. I'm sorry, did you say you could help me? A anyway, I'm, I'm rambling on here. Our flight was canceled, so we gotta drive. So, uh, see the guy in the yellow jacket over there by the budget sign? He's gonna rent us a nice big uh, van, and we're gonna drive to Milwaukee. Now, I heard you had some problems. You're uh, getting to Chicago we'll see your kid or something? Uh, my son, we, he... We left, and he... He's there. Oh, jeez. If you have to get to Chicago, we'll, we'll gladly drive you. It's on the way to Milwaukee. You'd give me a ride? Sure we will. Why not? You know, you got to get home and see your kid. A ride to Chicago? Sure, you know, it's Christmas time. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. You, you don't mind going with some polka bums? No, I'd love to. Some polka bums. Some polka bums. So I, this is kind of, I always felt it was like a take. A, do you ever watch like SCTV or anything like that? With the old. Second City? Yeah, Second yeah. City TV. So Eugene Levy and John Candy yeah. used to be the polka guys. Oh, Schmings or whatever. Yeah. So I thought it was funny that he did this. Yeah, I guess uh, John Candy like only filmed for 23 hours or something like that. Because he was like on a tight schedule. So For this like, movie? Yeah. And and John Hughes fucking loves John Candy. Oh yeah, he, yeah. We, we, we covered a bunch great of great outdoors. Uh, uh, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. I was just thinking about that because Macaulay Culkin was in that one too. I love that movie. That's a really good one. It's a fun one. I, the more I love seeing all the Cubs stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and especially everything. like in uh, when he goes upstairs in the third floor. There's a Cubs mug on the table. Um, in Uncle Buck, he's got all kinds of Cubs stuff in his uh, um, apartment. Uh, and Christmas Vacation too, which is also written by John Hughes. Um, I think almost. I think was Vacation John Hughes. Yeah, oh, I don't know Christopher Columbus almost. Christopher Chris Columbus, not, Christopher not the explorer. Yes, yes. Almost directed. <laughs> he but, almost yeah. directed, but no, he had to go get money from Spain. He was kind of a pirate on set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he exploited the Tiano people. Um, here's a oh in the Chicago Bears like a um, fuck. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase, yeah. He, uh, Griswold. He wears the hat, <laughs> doesn't pick. he? Yeah, he he's got a coat. Chicago yeah. Bears hat. So, like, these are all, like, favorites of my family, and I'm a Cubs and Bears fan as well, and so it's always just been, like, hard-baked part there, of our... Uh, there is a scene where uh, Kevin's kind of like, I miss my family. Yeah. So he, he goes to see Santa Claus. Yeah. Who's the actor that plays the Santa? Because he's been in a crap oh, ton man. of stuff. And I was trying to remember uh, who it was. He's like got a cigarette, and he's like, yeah, yeah make it quick. Well, he goes up, he's like, I need to see your boss to, like, the, the lady, like, the little elf or whatever that's dressed up. He's like, oh, he's over there by this, like, you know, this shit Honda. He's over there by yeah, the car. He's got his hoopty. Because that guy's been in everything. Uh, hang on, I'm going to bring it up. Yeah, see if I'm it's on there. I'm going to find it. Da, 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 da. So it's just telling me Santa Claus. I'm like, what the hell is that guy's name? It might be on here. Well, while you're looking that up, I'll do some yeah, other stuff. I'm sorry for the dead air. Well, it's all good. Uh, yeah, so he improvised all oh, of his lines. Oh, it's Ken Hudson Campbell. There you go, He was yeah. the cook in Down Periscope. That's it, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> He's like, today, 
I found a fingernail. I found a fingernail. That was uh, Rob Schneider, right? Yeah. Today, yeah. I found a fingernail in my food. Yesterday, it was a Band-Aid. And Rob Schneider's in the second movie. The Band-Aid is holding the fingernail on, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wasn't he... He was... Was he in uh, Armageddon? Was he the, the big guy? I think he was in Armageddon. I don't know, it's been a yeah, while. Yeah, he was Max! So, uh, oh, in this film, Macaulay Culkin's stunt double was a 30-year-old short man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, doing the, the doing zip the, line? Yeah, the zip line and all that stuff. Holy um, shit. During this scene... Uh, you know, he, Kevin at some point overhears that, you know, at nine o'clock, they're going to rob the damn house because yeah. they find out that it's a kid. Like they find right, out that, yeah. that he's there and he's like, you know what? We'll take care of it. We're going to, you know, and they, they knock on the door. You're like, listen here, you little kid. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're coming to get you. We'll be back. So he goes to see Santa and then he swings by the church. And this is kind of a, this is a bit of a long <clears throat> uh, clip because this is where he sits down and talks to Marley. Yeah. And this kind of like, it's a little weird that this seven year old is. And he does this in the second movie where we were yeah. talking about it earlier, like where he gives advice to older yeah, pretty people. sage advice for uh, someone as young as he is. Yeah, it, but it, it makes it very Christmassy, very heartfelt. And yeah, you got to so, anchor people emotionally for them to care. And this is definitely going to give you some emotion. So here we go. granddaughter up there it's a little red-haired girl she's about your age you know her no you live next to me don't you you can say hello when you see me you don't have to be afraid there's a lot of things going around about me but none of it's true okay been a good boy this year i think so you swear to it no yeah, I had a feeling. Well, this is the place to be if you're feeling bad about yourself. It is? I think so. Are you feeling bad about yourself? No. I've been kind of a pain lately. I said some things I shouldn't have. I really haven't been too good this year. Yeah. I'm kind of upset about it because I really like my family. Even though sometimes I say I don't. Sometimes I even think I don't. Do you get that? I think so. How you feel about your family is a complicated thing. Especially with an older brother. Deep down, you always love them. But you can forget that you love them. And you can hurt them and they can hurt you. And that's not just because you're young. You want to know the real reason why I'm here right now? Sure. Came to hear my granddaughter sing. And I can't come and hear her tonight. You have plans? No. I'm not welcome. At church? Oh, you're always welcome at church. I'm not welcome with my son. Years back, before you and your family moved on the block, I had an argument with my son. How old is he? He's grown up. We lost our tempers. And I said I didn't care to see him anymore. He said the same. 
We haven't spoken to each other since. If you miss him, why don't you call him? I'm afraid if I call him, he won't talk to me. How do you know? I don't know. I'm just afraid he won't. No offense, but aren't you a little old to be afraid? You can be a little old for a lot of things. You're never too old to be afraid. That's true. I've always been afraid of our basement. It's dark, there's weird stuff down there, and it smells funny, that sort of thing. It's bothered me for years. Yeah, basements are like that. Then I made myself go down there to do some laundry, and I found out it's not so bad. All this time I've been worrying about it, but if you turn on the lights, it's no big deal. What's your point? My point is you should call your son. What if he won't talk to me? At least you'll know. Then you can stop worrying about it. And he won't have to be afraid anymore. I don't care how mad I was, I talked to my dad. Especially around the holidays. I don't know. Just give it a shot. For your granddaughter anyway. I'm sure she misses you. And the presents. I sent her a check. Wish my grandparents said that. They always send me clothes. Last year, I got a sweater with a big bird knitted on it. Oh, that's nice. Not for a guy in the second grade. You can get beat up for wearing something like that. Oh? Yeah. I have a friend who got nailed because there was a rumor he wore dinosaur pajamas. You better run along home where you belong. You think about what I said, all right? Okay. It's nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. about you? Me? Yeah, you and your son. We'll see what happens. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And then we get ready for the, oh, yeah. the you know, the best scenes in the movie. I can't help but laugh. And I was singing this the other day at work. Mm. That that early like mid two thousands internet meme, the flash animation that was like ding, Pfizer done, ding, Pfizer <laughs> done. I think they parodied it on a uh, Family Guy. Uh, so yeah, I, was, <laughs> I work at Burger King. We can find for whoppers. I wear paper hats. Would you like an apple pie with that? Okay, sorry, I had to get it out of my system. <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, this has been long uh, discussed on internet message boards as well, is like how he, within an hour, uh, draws up a map. Yeah, and, and Macaulay Culkin did draw the map. Oh, he did? Yeah, that is that is his drawing of the map. Oh, so they asked him to do it. They're like, here's okay. our plans, like, draw your And we want it to look like it's like it's not my kid, kid, so it's yeah. authentic, yeah. So, um, and it's like, you know, movie plot holes, but again, it's a, it's a kid's movie. Who cares? Uh, within the hour. So the, the clock strikes, strikes eight o'clock. Yeah. Right there. You hear the yeah, bell. Yeah. And he's, they're supposed to be there at nine. Right. And so he gets, he gets home first, however far away he was from there. And in that, I think uh, the church is around the corner. Remember, yeah. Because remember earlier when, uh, the wet bandits almost <laughs> run him over. Yeah. They're following him and he was on the way home and then he hides in like the manger. Yeah. From them. So I think the, I think the uh, church so is like right close. around the corner. Okay. Yeah. And uh, all right. So he gets home. He draws up this map, which look, it's a big map. Big map. Big it looks house. Like, it looks like it might have taken him 20 minutes. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's a third of your hour. And he just. And then he 
puts it puts it in in, in motion. motion. Yeah, he put he, he rigs up all this stuff. Yeah, he well okay. So let's hear. He, he puts put, up the rope. He puts up the rope. He puts well he 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 puts up his zip line. Mm-hmm. He puts down the uh, the ornaments. Yep. which are actually made of candy. Yeah, so they when went, he, yeah, so when he steps like on glass. Yeah, sugar yeah. glass. Uh, he does the iron. He uh-huh. does uh, the hot the hot doorknob. Yeah, uh, the I'm surprised n- he didn't burn down his house. The fucking nail. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, the the torch. The torch, which uh, looks like it's from the forties. Oh yeah, and he it, well also when he does the nail, he puts the uh, doesn't he put the tar? Yeah, he puts tar on uh, the steps or whatever. And, the, and when all this shit is over, how the fuck does he clean all this shit up? Yeah. Like, that's like quickly thing. too, and like the rest of the house wasn't destroyed either. So no, why isn't there a, a montage of him like doing all these chores? Well, well there kind of is. Yeah, and but, then, you know he's got the paint cans. Like I mean, everybody's seen this. Yeah, this stuff. The paint um, can. Oh, the micro machines. Uh, the micro machines. The the feathers and the fan. Well, <laughs> I, I think doesn't his dad say at the beginning like pick up these micro machines? Yes. Yeah, he does say that, and then what? See, oh yeah, because also the the tarantula got loose earlier because he was in Buzz's room. Oh yeah, so he's know. just running around the house. And I think that's my favorite scene is when uh, Marv gets a hold of Kevin, and then like when he's trying to go up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> or oh yeah, doesn't he also set up the um the he, fucking the or is that the second one? Oh the oh the the tool chest. Yeah, yeah, that's the second one. That's the second one. <laughs> I like how you use the sound effect. No, I thought that was it. the first one. No, it's the second one. Is the second one? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. the sound of a pull test falling down the stairs. So he does all this with an, and also gets it set up and makes himself a mac and cheese. Yeah, all real nice. And, and he, he doesn't eat it. Boom. He doesn't get to as soon eat as the it. clock strikes, he's like, "Fuck that! I'm not hungry anymore." Well, remember he tells the lady at the grocery store, he's like, "I'll let you know how it tastes." Yeah, and he never gets to eat it. <laughs> like, why would you even if you was he not watching the clock? Uh, the clock. He had to know when he was sitting down to eat it. It was like almost. I think it doesn't like the, yeah. Doesn't time. the grandfather clock go off? And he's like, oh shit. Yeah. And he's like, go. damn it. Battle and then time. chaos ensues, which we don't need to go through everything that no. happens. But I do want to talk about the paint can scene, which I think is the most iconic of the booby traps. Yeah, because they even talk about it in the second one in the movie. Better watch out. Um, this kid in the movie is kind of obsessed with this particular scene. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and remember, this is a horror flick. So he, one of his victims, he sets up and does the fucking paint can thing, just and it kills. Breaks, him. yeah, yeah, that would kill you. Like th- this, I <laughs> if mean, it was full. If it was full, I don't think <laughs> these ones were full. No, I mean, some of these things. I mean, this kid's like a fucking engineer, something like that. Yeah, he's he's because the they get more elaborate uh, in the next one. Oh yeah, and way more slapsticky, very slapsticky in the next one. Um, this I, movie just, definitely feels more serious at points, and this is where the. The hijinks just kind of get so, and Kevin's really wacky. smart because at one point, at the very end, uh, he he does call the police. And I don't know why he didn't do it right away. Well, he calls the police and doesn't give them his address. He what gives them the oh, neighbor's address because right. he's like, you know, he runs over there. Yeah. And I have a little clip of this. This is kind of the last clip for the movie um, that I'm going to play. Okay. Um, and the wet bandits think they outsmarted him. Type <clears throat> right. Of deal. Yep. So here we go. This is after they just got their ass handed to him. Heard that. Come over here, you big. There he is! Hey, I'm calling the cops! Wait, 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 wait. He wants us to follow him. I got a better idea. Come on. We outsmarted you this time. Get over here. 
What are we gonna do to him, Harry? I'll do exactly what he did to us. And I'll burn his head with a blowtorch. And smash his face with an iron. Like I'll slap him right in the face with a paint can, maybe. Or shove a nail through his foot. First thing I'm gonna do is bite off every one of these little fingers, one at a time. <laughs> oh! Oh! Come on, let's get you home. and every house that you've hit. Hey, you know, we've been looking for you two guys for a long time. Yeah. Now remember, we're the Wet Bandits. Wet Bandits. And w Shut up! Shut up! Oh, get oh. Hey, come on, come on. Here's your head, pal! Come on. Have yourself And so they get arrested. Yay. And then Kevin's like, you know, it's the next day. It's mm-hmm. Christmas Day. Kevin's mm-hmm. all sad because his family's mm-hmm. not there. And somehow he woke up early after cleaning up everything yeah, in the did, house. Yeah, did he clean it? Yeah. That Fucking, night? I guess. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And then his mom shows up and everything's all great. And that's happy. fine. And, and it's funny because his mom, it like took her fucking forever to get home. And then family, and then, like boom. 10 minutes later, the whole family shows up. Yep. Like you should have, should have just waited. Remember that flight you didn't want to take? Yeah. yeah. So she had herself uh, kind of a Dutch uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Pretty much. With John uh, Candy. With John Candy. It, it, oh, I didn't talk about the scene. I love the scene when they're... Cause, uh, and John Hughes. Like, hey, we're going to rent a van, but it's actually a budget, like a budget yeah. like moving van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end, you know, they're all playing, and, yeah. he, and John Candy's like, oh, good. You, you want to play it? Come on, try it. Because they were both in SE, SCTV together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Catherine O'Hara was in that. It was, it was around that time that I realized that uh, John Hughes really, like, recycles a lot of ideas uh, through a lot of his movies. Um, I guess, you know, you got a good idea, stick with it. Um, real quick before you go into a bunch of the production yeah. stuff, uh, Chris Farley auditioned to be Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and also, we didn't really talk about uh, John Hurd, not Hurt, John Hurd. Yeah. Um, he passed away. Yeah, sadly. I think it was like uh, five years ago. I was going to check. It's 2017, so three, three years, years ago. Three years ago. 71 yeah. years old. His last film, I think, was Sharknado. Wasn't he? I yeah, forgot he was in that. It was awful. That movie is so fucking stupid. I hate it. But I mean, know. I get, I get the concept. You know, it's so bad, it's good. Type, they, they were, you know, totally going for intentionally bad. But it's not even good at doing that. I fucking don't like it. I don't, <laughs> um, I, I, was, I was. Do you want to say one more thing? Okay. Um, the soundtrack for this, uh, Bruce Springsteen. They wanted Bruce Springsteen to do it. What? Yeah, he wanted Bruce Springsteen, but he couldn't do it. And then they got like, another guy, and that guy... They wanted guy, to be rocking? They just wanted him to do the soundtrack, just because it was like a Christmas movie, and they didn't want like classical Christmas songs throughout it. Okay. Um, and then they hired another dude, and that dropped out, and then John Williams got hired. Springsteen. Right? Isn't he a, more of a Jersey guy? Yeah, he's the boss. He's from Jersey. Yeah, I know, I know, but like Chicago. It's also the, what, 19... When did this come out? 1990? 90, 90, I mean, that's the height of uh, a Bruce uh, Springsteen type of deal. 90? 
Well, in the eighties, oh, but I mean, he's still seventies, eighties. My dad's a big Springsteen guy. He, he likes the Boss. He loves him. I was watching this YouTube video of uh, it's the one of the guys from Vsauce. It's Vsauce three. He joined another dude who um, has his own series of videos where he tests things with a uh, scientific sort of uh, approach, mm-hmm. and they were testing things from movies to see if it it would work. Like in uh, Christmas Story, they always say, oh, shoot your eye out. Yeah. Well, they uh, they get a cow eye, and they use a real, uh, yeah, and uh, they get a Red Rider BB gun, and they, you know, set the conditions. And see how and And, yeah, that shit would go right yeah. through your fucking eye. Ugh. Or get lodged in your eye. Yeah. Oh. And, and, a, and a cow's eye, uh, the, I guess you would call it a membrane. I don't know what yeah. that, that flesh is that is that is your the side of your eye. Uh, is is tougher than that of a human's, and it went right through this cow eye. Fuck so that. that would work. Anyway, then they tested the torch thing because uh, right at the end of that clip, Pesci's like, "Well, watch the head." Well, they they put a a beanie on like a mannequin head, and and it's a full seven seconds when he's getting torched. Yeah, and um, <laughs> they put a beanie on a mannequin <laughs> head, and they even they even lodge a BB from the gun in the head to see if it would reach it. It was like about an inch in. Mm-hmm. And they held the torch to the head of this mannequin for a solid seven seconds, and it burned all the way through to where the BB was. Now, <laughs> and that was after three seconds. After three seconds, having that torch on your head, you're going to have third degree burns, and he probably won't never. Um, his hair will never grow. Have, his hair would never grow back, and if he wanted to fix his scalp, they would have to like have like skull reconstruction surgery, which would probably kill you. Having that just the procedure. You know, so they were like, "Yeah, this would de- he would be dead. <laughs> he would definitely be dead, uh, way faster." Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's not the only time he gets his head lit on fire too. It happens mm, in the second one. Yeah, too. no, because yeah, the second one's funny. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Give me some um, of the production. So the conception of Home Alone arose, for, and I'm 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 lazy as fuck today. This is coming right out of Wikipedia. Yeah, you no, can, go you ahead. Can read this yourself. We're saving you the time. Thanks. Uh, the conception for Home Alone arose from a personal experience of its writer John Hughes. Um, who uh, explained that I was going away on a vacation and was making a list of everything I didn't want to forget. And I thought, well, I better not forget my kids. And then I thought, what if I left my 10 year old son at home? What would he do? Hughes then wrote eight pages of notes that developed into the screenplay of the film. Uh, Imagining that children are naturally most scared of robbers. Hughes also worked that aspect of the plot into the film. And that's what we see. Uh, Home Alone was initially set to be financed and distributed by Warner brothers and Hughes promised to the studio that he could make the film for no more than $10 million, considerably less than most feature film productions' budgets of that era. Uh, concerned that the film might exceed that amount, even minimally, and that Warner would insist on keeping to it, Hughes set se- met secretly with 20th Century Fox before production to see if they would be interested in funding the project. According to executive producer Scott Rosenfeld, a copy of the script was clandestinely delivered to Fox. I did air quotes there. <laughs> Bypassing the legal restrictions that would have otherwise prevented Fox from seeing uh, it until the project was in a turnaround. Oh, excuse me. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, unconvinced Warner shut down production the next day, and it quickly resumed when Fox took up Hughes on his earlier offer. Uh, yeah, so there, that happened. I, I do suggest if if you really like Home Alone, um, to watch the uh, movies that made us. The Home Alone episode is really good because they do talk about how they filmed this because that the house is just the exterior. Yeah, they they don't film inside that actual house. Oh, okay. Um, this there's like I think they had a they had like an old high school that was vacant. 
Oh, so, really? Yeah. So that the school had a Is had a, the gymnasium. It had an indoor pool. So they built the house in the pool so they could have three stories and would shoot different scenes in there. It's oh. really cool to watch that documentary wow. or how that, that's know. a real convincing looking home. Yeah, it's yeah. No, they did a great yeah, job. The interior, like that kitchen. I want that kitchen. I remember when that house went for sale a couple of years ago, and oh, everyone's yeah? like, "Oh, the Home Alone house is for sale." I was like, "I would never buy that." No, hell no. People would be driving around like, "Oh, look, it's, it's like a the, picture in front of the the Christmas Story house." I think is now a it's like a museum now. The Christmas Story house, also the house that was in Breaking Bad. You know, yeah. they had to tell them to stop throwing pizzas on their fucking house. All the time, because people would drive by and throw a pizza on the roof, and they're like, "Stop fucking doing that!" Like, <laughs> wow. I yeah. think the same. I think uh, one of the actors from um, The Outsiders bought that house from the movie. Now, oh, really? And owns it and then turned it into a sort of like a, a museum type of deal, like a, a, an attraction. You know, so There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's really cool. Uh, Hughes had originally. Hang on. He was had originally asked Patrick Reed Johnson to direct, but he was already committed to directing Space Invaders. Spaced Invaders. He then turned to Chris Columbus, who had left National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation before shooting started. I think Jeremiah Chechik ended up um, directing that. Uh, because of a personality clash with starring actor Chevy Chase, who Columbus said treated him like dirt. I've heard that a lot. Yeah, I've heard Chevy. Chevy Chase is an asshole. Yeah. That, that's why he's not on Community anymore, right? Yeah, no. Well, Community's over. But yeah, no, he left because of that, too. Hughes then gave the script for both Home Alone and Reach the Rock to Chris Columbus. Um, and uh, Columbus elected to direct uh, Home Alone instead. <laughs> uh, Columbus did an uncredited rewrite of the script, which included the character Old Man Marley. Uh, he added the character to give the story a more serious layer, as well as a more emotional ending when we talked about that. Um Hughes suggested to Columbus that they cast Macaulay Culkin in the main role because of his experience with the actor uh, shooting Uncle Buck. Columbus met the other actors for the part, and by his count, hundreds and hundreds, actually 200, um, as he felt that it was his uh, directorial responsibility. And then Columbus finally met with Culkin and agreed he was the right choice for the film. Uh, you already mentioned De Niro and Lovitz. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kelsey Grammer. Let's see. There's uh, the, oh, you're looking stuff up. There's but, also a, the in scene, like when the whole family comes home, the whole house is clean. Uh-huh. Um, Peter McAllister, the dad, he finds uh, Joe Pesci's gold tooth on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Hey, honey, what's this? Yeah, what's this? And, <laughs> and then as as the the camera pans back on the house, you hear uh, Buzz being like, "Kevin, what are you doing in my room?" Because it's a fucking disaster. Right. So Kevin cleans oh, the yeah. whole house, but doesn't clean up. Buzz's doesn't clean record. Buzz's room. Yeah, that's right. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, because really like that. Kevin, what did you do to my room? And then it's kind of the end of the movie and. We get that nice score. Yeah. So um, cinematographer Julio Macat re- recalled that Pesci was more difficult to work with than Culkin. And you kind of touched on this a little. The old director believed some of his dialogue was not of a quality commensurate with his acting ability. He also presented uh, or resented rather the early unit calls. He touched on that as well, since it prevented him from starting his day with nine holes. <laughs> I guess he took an assistant director by the collar one day to complain about that. Yeah. And that's why they switched it from 7 to 9 a.m. Yeah, that's why I was saying they did that. Um, <clears throat> also, the the little kid Murphy, who was supposed to, yeah. that, that was bothering me, he actually auditioned to be um, Macaulay Culkin's role. Oh, really? Yeah, but they liked him anyway, so they gave him like a small role. In huh. Uh, let's see. On the set, Pesci and Stern both had difficulty refraining from swear words, uh, which became annoying to Pesci since Culkin was on the set as well. In fact, the only swear word that made it into the film was shit. You mentioned that. Accidentally said by Daniel Stern. Uh, Pesci's use of cartoon cursing or menacing gibberish 
garnered comparisons to like Yosemite right. Sam. Uh, the film's stunts also created tension for the crew during shooting. Columbus said every time the stunt guys did one of those stunts, it wasn't funny. We'd watch it, and I would just pray that the guys were alive. <laughs> yeah, no, the the stunt guys are unfucking believable in this movie because there's some crazy stunts. There are like especially a lot of the slip falls of them like going like <clears> way falls. up in the air and just hitting, and especially when um when uh when yeah, they Mar- do land on their backs a, a lot, lot. And, and when uh, and when Marv's at the bottom of the basement stairs, he's like. And he's sliding around. And, oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> that shit's funny. I like that. I think we're going to wrap up the first one. I have uh, you got a, a couple more? more about that. Yeah. And then we'll move on to the second um, one here in just a minute. The stunts were originally prepared using safety harnesses, but because of their visibility on camera, the film's final stunts were performed without them. Yeah, that would have looked a little weird. Yeah. And according to BuzzFeed, an injury had occurred between Pesci and Culkin during one of the rehearsals for the scene, which uh, Harry tries to bite off Kevin's finger. And yeah, Cul- he actually bit him, didn't he? Culkin still has the scar. Damn. According to this. Yeah, I think that, and I'm, I think while we were playing a clip, I was looking at a couple of things. And I was like, I even noticed it in the movie when um, when Marv is walking around in the, the snow, you can see he's wearing like prosthetic feet. Yeah. Um, which they, they didn't like die hard and shit like that. Right. But you could really tell because the way he was walking, it's like his foot looks a little funky. It's all like puffy and uh-huh. it looked like it's like over a shoe. Um. I am going to talk more about the sequels on the next part. I'll leave yeah. that for the next one. But there are a bunch of homages to this movie uh, at the, uh, a few years after it. The music video for Snoop Dogg's 1994 song Gin and Juice opens with a gag where after a teenage, Snoop's parents have left him to watch the house in their absence. He places his hands to his face and yells in the manner of Kevin McAllister. Uh, <clears throat> and with a title that comes on screen that says Homeboy Alone. <laughs> In December 2015, Culkin reprised his role as adult Kevin McAllister in the inaugural episode of the Jack Dishel web series Drivers, uh, where a visibly disturbed Kevin recounts his experience of yeah, being left it. home alone by his family. It's really good. In response to uh, Culkin's video, Daniel Stern appeared in a short video reprising his role as Marv, to re- the screen. released in conjunction with Stern's um, Reddit AMA. Uh, where he uh, pleads for Harry to return to help protect him from Kevin's traps. <laughs> the uh, I already mentioned Better Watch Out. That mm. happened. Um, and Angry Video Game Nerd. And I think there was just like a commercial with a shot-for-shot remake uh, for Google Assistant, right? That was the one with an adult, Kevin, in like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see. There was also a novelization of the movie by Todd Strasser, uh, which was published by Scholastic. And uh, I don't... I wonder how many people <laughs> actually cared enough to read it and i wonder if it it's any different. did anything yeah the only time i've read a movie novelization was i actually read the novelization of constantine with uh the keanu reeves one yeah and i liked it a lot it better it, than the movie no it filled in some of the story I, gaps for me i heard they're making a second i heard that too but i as much as i liked it i want to see a real a british dude the fucking what was it, the sci-fi one was awesome the TV show? Yeah. It was unbelievable. It was only one season. It pissed me off. It was so good. If you ever feel like watching that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to play uh, some outro music, but stick around. Uh, once the outro music is done, we're going to jump into Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Yippee. Quack, 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 quack. All 
Brian, welcome back. That was quick. That was very quick. For them, it was instant. Yeah, instant. For us, it was about 10, 20 minutes. We're traveling through time. <laughs> so we did Home Alone 1, and yeah. now we're jumping into Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Mm-hmm. Came out in 1992. Uh, has an IMDb rating of 6.8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. No Rotten Tomatoes. Nothing really popped up on that. No? Typed it in, yeah. So uh, let me find the budget for this one. <clears throat> you know, uh, something I forgot to mention yeah. on the first one was when... Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite lines is when Kevin finds uh, the picture of Buzz's girlfriend. Yeah, he's like, oof. He's like, Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> oh, and also he's looking through the Playboy. The Playboy, um, he's like, they're ta- they, they taped the pages oh. so that when he opens it, it was just like an interview so that like a young, you okay? You, I just, my wrist just did yeah. something funny. Cranking it out too much? I'm right-handed, bud. <laughs> Ow. Doing a little stranger. <sighs> anyway, um, the picture that he finds of his girlfriend is actually a boy made to, made up to look like a girl because uh, director Chris Columbus thought it would be too cruel to make fun of a girl like that. But in the context, it's still making fun of a I suppose, girl, yes. I but it's not an actual person who's going to come away from that experience feeling you know, uh, unwell about themselves. Gotcha. I think it was a production assistant's like, son or something. Uh, this came out in November 20th of 92, so mm-hmm. pretty much two years after the first one. Right. And uh, the budget was $28 million, so mm-hmm. $10 million more than the last one. Right. And it made $359 million, so it oh it made a lot of fucking money. Yeah. I remember the uh, I remember when this movie came out, and I had, a, I had a VHS copy of it. I think everybody, every kid had a VHS, <laughs> I a VHS watched it copy of this. So much. Um, not even just on Christmas. I watched it all the time. And I, there was like a, I think it was Hardee's, uh, a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Had, uh, some kind of a promotional campaign Did they? in the, like the kids meals. It came with like a little toy or like a, some kind of like came with a little booby trap paper cutout <laughs> thing. Yeah. And I, I remember, I distinctly Come remember your paint came on a string. Own, Come yeah, on down. It was like a, yeah, it was like a ladder and there was like a, like a fire hydrant with like one of the wet bandits, you know, hiding behind it or some shit. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, I had that. Dead air, dead air. Um, anyway, sorry, I'm just looking something up here. I am too. Yeah, I'm looking, yeah, at, like uh, looking at it. More so we can just, I can just jump into this. So yeah, sure. it, it starts off pretty much. This is pretty much the same fucking movie, uh, but it's yeah. really cartoonish. It's it, way more slapstick. Way more slapstick. I think that's why I liked it as a kid because it was yeah. just, it was, oh yeah, it, it was just to fun. Our childhood yeah. brains. Um, we have this thing. Uh, it's kind of not really going to walk through too much, but uh, Kevin, like they're they're seeing, they're going on vacation to Florida. Yeah, and uh, but they have to go sing in the choir, and of course Buzz is making fun of Kevin. Kevin gets all upset, pushes Buzz. There's like a big domino thing where everybody in the choir and the church falls down. Everyone's laughing yeah. and shit. And the scene I'm gonna play is Buzz. You get a little, little more from Buzz in this movie than we did in the last movie, right? And Buzz is older, and we kind of get this same thing of Kevin losing his shit. And here it is, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen of the jury. I'd like to apologize to my family for whatever displeasure I might have caused you. What? My prank was immature and ill-timed. Immature or not, it was pretty gold-turned hilarious. (laughs) I'd also like to apologize to my brother. Kevin, I'm sorry. Oh, Buzz. That was very nice. Kevin, do you have something to say? Mm 
trout sniffer. I'm not sorry. I did what I did because Buzz humiliated me. And since he gets away with everything, I'll let him have it. And since you're also stupid to believe his lies, I don't care if your idiotic Florida trip gets wrecked or not. Who wants to spend Christmas in a tropical climate anyway? Kevin! Kevin, you walk out of here, you sleep on the third floor. Yeah, with me. So what else is new? You'd better not wreck my trip, you little sourpuss. Your dad's paying good money for it. Oh, wouldn't want to spoil your fun, Mr. Cheapskate. What a troubled young man. They're all a bunch of jerks. Hi. You know, Kevin, last time we all tried to take a trip, we had a problem that started just like this. Yeah, with me getting crapped on. I don't care for your choice of words. That's not what happened last time. That's not what's happening this time. Buzz apologized to you. Yeah, then he called me a trout sniffer. He didn't mean what he said. He was just sucking up to you. Okay. Why don't you just sit up here for a while and think things over? When you're ready to apologize to Buzz and to the rest of the family, you can come down. I'm not apologizing to Buzz. I'd rather kiss a toilet seat. Then you can stay up here the rest of the night. Fine. I don't want to be down there anyway. I can't trust anybody in this family. And you know what? If I had my own money, I'd go on my own vacation. Alone, without any of you guys, and I'd had the most fun of my whole life. Well, you got your wish last year. Maybe you'll get it again this year. I hope so. And it's just like the first movie, like after he like makes that wish type mm -hmm. of thing. Like yeah. there's a weird storm, Christmas storm, yeah. and like the <sighs> and the big full moon. Like motherfucker's mm -hmm. well, got superpowers, man. I guess so. So, yeah, <clears throat> that's pretty much that. And uh, This time, the family's going to Florida. They're going to Florida. Instead of yeah. Paris. And it's funny, too, because in the first movie, Murphy, the kid across the street, said, my family is going to Orlando. Yeah. Meh. So I'm wondering if Orlando is their destination. I think so. I don't know if it's Orlando or, like, Miami or something like that, because they yeah. stay in a pretty shitty hotel. Yeah, and it's raining yeah, <laughs> when and, they get to uh, and this Florida. time, And this time, Kevin actually gets in the fucking van, you know, because uh -huh. they're first like, Kevin, where's Kevin? And he's yeah. like, I'm right here, here blah, 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 blah. And, and he has a talk boy. Yeah, I remember those. I, I had one of those. You had one? I had a talk boy. Oh, I think it was cool. my brother's, but I ended up, like, you know, snatching it from him. I didn't get a talk boy, but I had a yak back. Remember those? Yak back. Yeah, that was like a small a little, little handheld little handheld one. It literally would My just... school bus driver took away my talk boy because I was, like, <laughs> fucking around with it too much. It's really just a... It's a, a tape, tape recorder. recorder. Yeah, but this movie made it, like, yeah. super famous. Everyone's like, I need one of those. Absolutely. And in the movie, they make the speaker sound like it's, you know, yeah. 5.1 Dolby surround sound. Oh, it sounded like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, a friend of mine had one, just some neighborhood kid, uh, and I was like, cool, and, you know, I wanted to play with it, and I realized you just... It's just a tape recorder. Just a tape recorder. Yeah, it just, it, it just looks a little fun. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like... Remember the commercials too, like it shows some kid like recording uh like a dog drooling on his sister and then I do it, not remember this. He, he, she's like, Stop drooling on me. I watched the fucking commercial the other day when I was looking <laughs> up on YouTube stuff. And um 
And then the kid like takes that recording and goes into another room where I guess it's an, another the same sister or an older sister is like sitting real close to a boy, mm-hmm. and he plays that clip and they like separate. Oh, uh, yeah, that does sound familiar actually. Yeah, that does sound. Fr- I, I love watching like old VHS recordings when you like tape something. Yeah, my dad used to tape shit all the time, and oh, then you man. go back and rewatch it, and you're like, wow, look at these really bad '90s uh, commercials. That used to be like the way you would uh, I would view a lot of the movies that I saw for the first time. They'd have like a like a eight hour tape or whatever. Yeah, and, and it'd like, be like four movies on it something will come on like cinemax or hbo and you record it yeah, yeah. tv guide baby yeah, but we lived by that tv guide mm-hmm. oh shit we gotta be here at eight o'clock to watch this i remember getting those uh the actual tv guides in like uh supermarket checkout lines because they were i think we just sunday paper we would just always look at the Sunday oh paper yeah yeah or something like that um they they end up getting to the he gets to the thing he wants batteries for his talk boy yeah and he's, he's like obsessing over the batteries while he's getting trying to go through the airport and, and, and they overslept again yeah. like the first one again. And they are fucking running. I mean, this is pre nine eleven, so there's oh, yeah. no, there's barely any security, so you can just yeah. run to the gate as quick as humanly possible. Right. And of course, Kevin's trying to dig yeah, through his dad's bag, takes his wallet. Yeah, fucking he, kid, just straight like, up. Because well, he was looking for the batteries, and he's like, "You gonna hold my bag, Kevin?" And he's like, "Yeah." So he starts carrying it through the airport and sees that he has a fuckload of money in there, and we still don't get any idea of what his dad does for a living. No, nope, nothing. We don't. It's some. Yeah, because everyone's what do, like, what, do you what think the he fuck does? do the McAllisters do? What, do you, what is your best guess? What do you think he does? I, I think that he's like a, uh, I don't want to say a data analyst, but I think it might be like a stock market thing. Maybe a bank. He works yeah, for a bank okay. or something like That's that. That's what I'm thinking, That's stock markets thinking. too, because uh, I don't recall anything that alludes to that. But I don't know, It could be like house hunters where it's like, Maybe. I'm a basket weaver and my wife trains butterflies. <laughs> trains our budget, butterflies. Our, our budget is $3.5 million. Yeah. What <laughs> the fuck? Basket weaver. I'm a a goat yoga instructor. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin gets on the wrong plane. Yeah, and no, because and and the lady stops his ass. Yeah, like well, he runs into her. Yeah, and she's like, "What are you doing?" Oh, my dad's on there, and she's like, "Okie dokie." Sure, doesn't even look at his ticket. Nope, because he has his like his ticket in hand. Well, it gets it gets in a jumbled mess because he runs into her, knocks all the the boarding passes out of her hand. His gets you know needle in a stack of needles gets lost among them. No, because later yeah, on, dude. no later on, fucking um, Marv pulls it out and goes, "Oh, look at this! A uh, uh, a round trip ticket to Miami," and rips it up. In the movie, he rips oh, it up. Yeah, because it's in one of my clips, and I'm like, so oh, I never really. That's a goof. Yeah, I think that's got to be a goof because unless she actually hands him his ticket back. I don't know. I I don't. I wasn't paying attention to that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, they go to Florida. Hmm. He goes to New York City. My parents are in. Or yeah, my family's in Florida, and I'm in, in New York. York. Uh, I, Best holiday ever. That kid is super comfortable, like by himself. In a, you ever you ever been to a major city like that? Yeah, yeah. I've been to New Fucking York numerous times. I don't like it overwhelming, it, especially if you're downtown. Like Ugh. Central Park is nice, but I usually stay in like Astoria and Queens. So Dude, shout out to all the I've Greeks only, out there. <laughs> what up? <laughs> yeah. Greek life. Um, I've only ever been to uh, Chicago and Portland. And I don't know if like Tampa or Orlando qualify. To, I mean, I, I lived in London for a little while and that's a pretty big ass city. Yeah. Just England in general is a pretty big ass. But Chicago was like the first like big ass, like major metropolitan city I've ever been to. Uh, and and it it's just so damn overwhelming. If you don't live in a city... You're not ready. Oh, you get lost. Shit. Every time I go to New York, I hang out with my Dude. cousin Theo, and we'll be walking around like the heart of New York. Mm-hmm. And I've done it twice. I'm like, why do Got people lost? keep? No, why do people keep asking me to go see the Empire State Building? He's like, you're right next to it. 
Because you don't really look up while you're walking Dude, around. Yeah, okay, yeah. That you, was, don't, you don't fucking look up. You're yeah. just walking straight. And standing, all the time, I'm like, why are they asking me this? He's like, it's literally, you're touching it. You're next yeah. to it. I'm like, look up. I'm like, oh, fuck. And Never went to the top. Never did that. Uh, I was standing beneath the Willis Tower. Mm-hmm. And, uh, dude, I get vertigo standing there. Um, I'm, like, looking up at this fucking tall Is that, is that where building. that big bean thing is? The cloud gate? It's close. Okay. I think it's close by. I saw it. That was cool. The bean. The bean. Well, I love uh, Parks and Rec. He's like, so that's why they call it Bean Town. <laughs> <laughs> that's Boston, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to be here. What's up? Um. So he does that. I got a little clip. Like, okay. They they realize quickly that Kevin's not fucking there. The, yeah, is it the one where she screams in the airport? Yeah, I love this. Kevin, Kevin. So they go to the they go to the police station, and I like this scene because it's them like explaining what happened. Right. Yeah. And then they're like, <laughs> like we did it before. We've done it before, and they're kind of joking about it. Here it is. What's the child's name? Kevin. K. E. V. When did you uh, see him last? Curbside check in. No, I saw him at the door. He was with us in the terminal. Uh, most people get uh, separated at security checkpoints. Uh, did everyone get through security? I don't know. Peter. We were in a hurry. We were in a hurry. We had to run all the way to the gate. When did you uh, notice he was missing? When we picked up our baggage here. Has boy ever run away from home? No. No. Has he ever been in a situation where he's been on his own? As a matter of fact, this has happened before. It's becoming sort of a McAllister family travel tradition. <laughs> Funnily enough, we never lose our luggage. <laughs> he was left at home by accident last year. That's what my wife meant when she said it's becoming a McAllister family travel tradition. We'll call Chicago and uh, notify him of the situation. Uh, the odds are that's where he is. Thanks. It's very unlikely he'd be anywhere else. Very unlikely. I love the look on the cop's face, too. <laughs> Alright, there's some more to the clip. I guess I got more on this. Let's see what happens. Oh yeah, this is where we get to see the wet bandits again. jail to rob 14 cents from a Santa Claus? Every little bit helps. Besides, 
Now we got our new nickname. We're the Sticky Bandits. Real cute. Very cute. Huh? We're the Sticky Bandits. I love the Sticky So that bandits. made, yeah, Sticky Bandits. That made me think of, um, when he said Arizona, it made me think of that line from Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, when John Cazale is talking to um, Al Pacino, and he's mm-hmm. like, "We need to we get this money. We got to get out of here, or something to that effect." And where would you want to go? And we need to go to a different country. And he goes, "Wyoming." <laughs> and it was like an ad libbed line, um, and but it was so funny that everyone like on set wasn't ready for it, but they they tried. Just, they had to really, really try oh, not to person. laugh. I think like the, they're really pulling out all the punches in this one to really. Really take advantage of Daniel Stern's comedy. Yeah, he he he's hilarious when he does that scream. Oh, it's, he's just funny. <laughs> I don't think Megan's ever seen Bushwhacked, and I was like, "Oh, you got to oh, see wow. Bushwhacked." So that's a great one. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, pretty much after this, because uh, Kevin's just been wandering the streets yeah. of New York, right? Yeah, and he sees the Bird Lady, and yeah. he and it's just like the Looks fucking like Piers Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> I've been seeing those memes. You seen that lately? Yeah, that's funny. She's actually a really good actress. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, Angels in the Outfield, wasn't she in that one? Yeah, she was in that one. Is she like Irish? I think so. Because I detected an accent there that I never noticed. She before. had a little bit of an Irish accent, but she was trying her best to do an American. I think I don't know. No, I, I don't think, think she, she was hiding it. At I don't all. think I she think was hiding just, it at all. That was yeah, just an actual accent. Because you don't, you don't really get much from her, but he sees her and he, he freaks out. And yeah, uh, earlier and when he when. Kevin was watching TV. Yeah. It was like, you know, the ding, dang, dong. Yeah. Plaza Hotel. Celebrity ding, dang, dong. So he, see, he sees the plaza. I've seen the plaza. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, he sees the plaza hotel, so he goes in. That's a real working number, too, the one they gave in the movie. Was it really? Yeah. So you could fucking you could smart, actually, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think Donald Trump owned it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, because he's in the, in the lobby. He, yeah, he's you like, know? down the hall to the left. Yeah, where's the lobby? Down the hall to the left. And then he walks away. You know, so. it's funny, too. When, when he gets on that New York-bound plane, and he sits down yeah. next to that French dude, mm-hmm. um, he starts, the guy responds in French, and I, there was no subtitles or anything to tell you what it was, but apparently somebody um, Did it? Uh, translated it. What does he say? So in French, he says, what's that? I'm from France, and I'm a tourist here. It's my first time coming to America. Do you know a good restaurant? Or maybe your parents, they know a good place. Why aren't you responding? You speak a bit of French, right? I don't speak English at all. Give me a little help, at least. My name is Andre. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. They, yeah. It's good that they actually had something, and it wasn't just like a bunch of like gibberish right. or whatever and i also just remembered there was a, a a girl version of the talk boy the talk girl where it came was out it like just pink, pink? purple oh, okay yeah. fucking marketing <laughs> i know right commerce Ooh, the smell of commerce in the morning yeah, what's that from mall rats ah that's yeah. right yes the smell of commerce what is in this the monstrosity <laughs> i heard rumors that there's going to be a second one i think it would be great if they did a second one and like it's just no but they're going to malls that are just failing and there's like nothing there so they're just pissed um, off yeah, I, I can't remember the last time I was in a mall. But, I mean, well, Brody, I know we're getting off subject, but Brody owns a comic book shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of Jay and Silent Bob and stuff. He's like, oh, that's to, true. to Brody's comic book shop. So maybe he has a comic He's book shop in, in a mall, mall and it's yeah. shutting down. Huh. That'd be fun. That's, yeah, I'll watch that. Uh, during this time, we realized that uh, uh, Peter, his wallet's gone, and then the police are like, oh, well, if he uses that credit card, we'll be able to track him down. And yeah. He's like, oh, he doesn't know how to use a credit card, which is... In a minute, the uh, the lady who takes his reservation is Chris Columbus's wife. On the phone, oh yeah, on the phone. I thought I thought you meant Dana. Car- I thought you meant Dana Ivy, like the lady behind. Oh the no, no, thing. no 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 no. Well, well, I actually have that clip of him using the talk boy because that's a really famous clip of him 
pretty much recording himself talking and then slowing it down and the father yeah so <laughs> here it is Guests of the new celebrity Ding Dang Dong stay at the world-renowned Plaza Hotel, New York's most exciting hotel experience. For reservations, call toll-free 1-800-759-3000. I'll do just that. How do you do? This is Peter McAllister, the father. I'd like a hotel room, please, with an extra-large bed, a TV, and one of those little refrigerators you have to open with a key. Credit card? You got it. Plaza Hotel Reservations, may I help you? Howdy do. This is Peter McAllister, the father. Yes, sir. I'd like a hotel room, please. Yes. With an extra large bed, a TV, and one of those little refrigerators you have to open with a key. Yes, sir. You'll need a major credit card upon check-in. Credit card? You got it. Thank you. Enjoy your stay. Yes, two at eight, Henri. Mr. Yamamoto. Hold on, sir. I'll call you back, Henri. Hi. Can I help you? Reservation from McAllister? A reservation for yourself. Ma'am, my feet are hardly touching the ground. I'm barely able to look over this counter. How can I make a reservation for a hotel room? Think about it. A kid going into a hotel, making a reservation? I don't think so. I'm confused. I'm traveling with my dad. He's on business. He's at a meeting. I hate meetings. Plus, I'm not allowed to go in. I can only sit in the lobby. That's boring. So my dad dropped me off here. Gave me his credit card and said whoever was checking people in to let me in the hotel room so I won't get into mischief. And ma'am, sometimes I do get into mischief. <laughs> we all do. Merry Christmas. No sign of you. Uh, we're gonna have to be able to get a hold of you. You have hotel arrangements? Yeah. Do you have a... Uh... A recent photo of the boy? I have one in my wallet. I don't have my wallet. My wallet's in my bag. Kevin was looking in my bag at the airport. He was looking for batteries. Kevin has my wallet. Did you have credit cards in the wallet? Credit cards, money. We'll notify the credit card companies immediately. If your son has the cards, we can get a location on him when and if he uses them. No, I don't think Kevin even knows how to use a credit card. Cedric? Yes? Don't count your tips in public. I'm sorry. And find out everything you can about that young fellow. Front, please. So you, you Enjoy got... your stay with us. And don't forget to remind your dad when he arrives that he has to come down and sign a couple of things. Thank you. You've been most helpful. May I take your bag, sir? So the lady behind the counter, that's Dana Ivy. Yeah. And I actually met her once. Really? Yeah, uh, when I was hanging out at Ron's College a lot. 
And she was doing a show there. She was not a very nice person. No? No, she was, I don't know, maybe she just had a bad week, but she was kind of bitchy to a lot of the people there. Hmm. What was she doing? uh, uh, She's actually alumni from there. She went there for a couple of years. Oh, wow. She came back to do... um, some kind of speaking oh, engagement. Yeah, no, she was in a show. They're, they're like sometimes older alumni will come back and do a show. So she was in mm-hmm. uh, an Oscar Wilde play. The importance of being earnest. She was in that. Oh. So she played uh, one of the older ladies in it. So uh, in, this is interesting. The Plaza Hotel, which was used in this movie, um, used to offer the home alone experience. I just saw that because I was trying to see if the phone number was correct. Yeah. And is if it, it, or did it, it change? Um, the 1 800, I couldn't find, but it was, uh, I did see 359 3000 or something. 259 3000. Yeah, that's it's it. Two, yeah, 212's the area code. So, yeah, that's actually the phone number. So, right I don't on. know if you dial 1 800 and then that number, maybe it does go to I reservation. Don't think they use like toll free numbers anymore. Anymore. Yeah, it's probably yeah. just do the zip um, code. So, they used to area. offer the, uh, the home alone experience around Christmas where guests could pay to stay in a room similar to the room that Kevin stayed in. And they would receive home alone gifts, including the movies and take a limousine and see some of the filming locations. Get a large pizza? Uh, probably. Um, including the toy store upon which Duncan's toy chest was Isn't that, was it FAO? FAO yeah. Schwartz, yeah. Um, we used to have one in town. Yeah, we did, a long time ago, I remember that. It used to be at Point Orlando, yeah. Yeah. All, most of those shut down. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Um, as of March 1st, though, 2008, uh, the plaza has been a combination of hotel rooms and private condo units. Oh, really? Yeah. So they kind of sold a little bit of them? Mm-hmm. Also- It's really nice to live there. When, uh, probably, when uh, Harry and Marv- uh, are first seen coming out of the the fish market and they're walking down the street and Harry steals a bunch of change. Yeah. Walking past them is Frank Oz who drops change in the bucket. Really? Yeah. Just randomly Uh just there. Yeah. 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 Because he also like, he accidentally Marv accidentally gets his hand stuck to a lady's ass. No. Right. No, not quite. I think, because he does go motion and gets his ass slapped. it's, It's after they find Kevin. Uh, coming out of the toy store. No, I think he does it twice. He gets slapped because well, they, the, they run into the same lady twice. Yeah, yeah it's but, well, it's before it's before they see Kevin because I think he accidentally goes no because like Kevin pinches her ass. That's the second time because she knocks him out. The first time is um the, the first time uh, Marv accidentally hits her and he's like ooh Moshetti and and then she slaps him and he's like ooh that's my kind of woman oh he grabs his face yeah. and, his and then he's like oh shit hand sticks to his face yeah. something like that uh <laughs> so he goes into the is this like where he where he's riding around in a cab and he's like seeing the sights and he he's there's one point where he's standing on top of the uh, the twin towers yeah that, that's uh, that's before he checks into the hotel oh, okay. uh, when he lands he decides to go sightseeing and stuff yeah. like that and then then he checks into the plaza after seeing like the bird woman yeah and then of course the credit card stuff but he checks into the room and of course you have Rob Schneider yeah. as the as Cedric the bellman you know and he's trying to dig through his bag he's like sees McAllister so he's like all right well the name was correct yeah. And you know, he asks for the tip, and he's like, he "Oh, gum. piece of stick of gum." And then you also have Tim Curry, yeah, um, which awesome. is classic. Tim Curry is great in this, and one. and he wants to know a little bit more about Kevin. But there's also a uh, there's also a transition scene where they go to where it's in Florida, yeah. but they're staying in like the shittiest fucking hotel because yeah. he doesn't have any money. It's a motel. What's well, a motel? He's like, "Do you have yeah. accommodations?" But he's like, "I don't have my wallet." Yeah, so they probably had to cancel uh, their yeah, stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, uh, in the first movie, when they're in Paris, they're watching It's a Wonderful Life yeah. in French. And then here, they're watching It's a Wonderful Life in Spanish. That's a... Uh, oh, it is in Spanish, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. That's a director trademark. I think he puts It's a Wonderful Life in like in the background. What, Columbus does? Movies. Yeah. It's a good movie. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty it's a phenomenal yeah. film. Is that a Christmas movie? Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I remember watching that with my grandmother. No, yeah, it's a definitely a Christmas movie. 
Um, th- there is a scene, uh, I call this the housekeeping scene, where... Um, housekeeping? Yeah. And I, yeah. <laughs> where Tim Curry comes up because he wants to find out more. He's like, this is, doesn't seem right. Something, something's wrong. Yeah. So uh, he, uh, he goes up to check on, um, on Kevin. Housekeeping. kind of hear the rain that's when it cuts to the uh yeah. the florida thing the um where did he find the bozo blow up thing that he puts in the shower mo- his mother gives it to him at the beginning of the oh does he movie. okay she's like Maybe look I'll... your aunt someone gave you oh uh, okay he's like are they is it like a i was watching it last when i was watching it. or something and she's yeah close and then she's the clown yeah jesus so that song is a, is a real song from mm-hmm. a band called the capitals from 1966 and it's called cool jerk do the cool jerk i don't know well. what I don't, I don't know what a cool jerk is. I think it might be a dance, maybe. Oh, okay. You know, kind of like jerking, like cool jerk. Like dancing like <laughs> Elaine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a full body dry Yeah, heave. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, everybody dance. <clears throat> I was never a big Seinfeld fan, but I did like that episode. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. no, Megan likes it. I'm just, Seinfeld's not really my cup of tea. Okay. Uh and of course, like the the he used his uh, talk boy to record his uncle because yeah. at the beginning he's like, "Oh, just go grab your towel." Well, you know, uncle's in there, and he says, "If I go in while he's taking a shower, I'll never be the same when I grow up," or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Fucking funny. When you see um, your dad's dick for the first time, <laughs> the first day, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> People are like, what the fuck are they talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, no kidding. Um, the next day, he goes down because, uh, you know, he's got a limousine, mm-hmm. large cheese pizza, and stuff like that. And I love when um, uh, Tim Curry's like, uh, just t- tell your father that, you know, I was really sorry and yeah. stuff like that. He's like, we yeah. didn't see him leave. He's like, would you want to see someone that? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I suppose not. I suppose not. Yeah. <laughs> 
And, and he, he also steals the credit card from him at that point. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because he, he knows it's in his jacket pocket, so uh, he kind of lifts out the credit card from um, Kevin oh, Okay. To, to run it through the machine to see if it was stolen. Yeah. So Kevin goes out, he's goes to the toy store, yeah. does a bunch of shit, yeah. and uh, this is where we find out where what the wet band, sticky bandits are sticky up to. Sticky bandits. I love how they're, they're in like the, uh, the little toy like children's houses like the, yeah sticking their Great heads house, up but there's no bathroom, <laughs> no bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're, they're gonna rob the uh they they freeze when people walk by as yeah. if people aren't gonna know that those are two adult men i don't know maybe people don't notice there's so much stuff going on that's in that, true in that toy store it's very busy i was reading something that they tried to say like for the kids that were there like oh if you, you can take a free toy as part yeah. of your salary yeah, yeah, yeah. some of them were like mm. <laughs> really yeah, it was like it's like some of them didn't. Work I'd have been well. stoked if oh, I were yeah. a kid. I'm mean, like pumped. Like, let me get that Dude, fucking action figure. Macaulay Culkin made bank four point five million Fuck. for at the time that was the most that a child actor, eleven year old, had received for a single role. Hope he invested well. Hope his parents didn't do, sure. didn't do like a Gary Coleman on his ass or some shit and like steal all wasn't the there? Uh, didn't we we talk covered. about something? We talked about, about his the parents. Culkins yeah, they're like really the good smart. Son? Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're like his dad's uh, who is it? Uh, agent I know, I know or something. Kieran so. Culkin. There's Kieran, and then remember his sister. Rory. Was, yeah, his sister was in the Good Son. That's right. She yeah. was also in that. It's uh, like a bunch of Culkins. Wasn't Rory Culkin in Signs? Oh, I have no idea. I think that was yeah, that was him. I'm pretty sure. Possibly. Um, and then <laughs> we, we we get to meet a character, um, which I'm gonna play the clip just because it's a Christmas movie. And okay. We gotta have that. Gotta have that that loving. This he played uh, Roy Wally. Oh, the guy who plays uh, Duncan. Duncan. It was Roy yeah. Wally in uh, Vacation. Yeah, that was him, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm always kind of look like, like Walt Disney. Yeah, he, he has that very Walt Disney feel to it. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. <laughs> Sorry, folks. So, uh, yeah, Kevin's kind of shopping, and and if, I don't think I have the the clip where he's. And it's the same thing as the first movie. Like, so where are your parents? What are you doing here by yourself? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And people just decide to believe a fucking ten year old. I mean, that's a pretty convincing uh, retort. True. I mean, if I met Macaulay Culkin as a kid, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. If a kid look- answered me like that with a measure of like maturity, I'm like, all right. Sounds good to me. Everything <laughs> checks out. Here's a, here's a fun little thing. This is a really nice store. One of the finer toy dealerships I've ever visited in my life. Oh, well, thank you. This Mr. Duncan must be a pretty nice guy, letting all the kids come into a store and play with all his toys. Most toy stores prohibit that, you know? Oh, is that so? Yep. Well, he loves kids. As a matter of fact, all the money the store takes in today, Mr. Duncan is donating it to the children's hospital. And, and, and the day after Christmas, we empty out all the money in the cash register, and Mr. Duncan just takes it right down to the hospital. That's very generous of him. Ah, well, children bring him a lot of joy, as they do to everyone who appreciates them. I'm not supposed to spend this money, but I have $20 from shoveling snow in a jar in our garage where my older brother can't find it. So I can pay my mother back with that. So you can give this to Mr. Duncan. The hospital needs it more than I do. Besides, I'm probably going to spend it on stuff that'll rot my teeth in my mind. <laughs> ah, that's, that's very sweet of you. Hey, you see that tree there? Hmm? Well... To show our appreciation for your generosity, I'm going to let you select an object from that tree that you can take home with you. For free? 
We, may, may I make a suggestion? Okay. Take the turtle doves. I could have two? Well, two turtle doves. And I tell you what you do. You keep one, and you give the other one to a very special person. You see, turtle doves are a symbol of friendship and love. Now, as long as each of you have your turtle dove, you'll be friends forever. Wow, I never knew that. Also, they were just part of a song. They are, and, and, and for that very special reason. Wow, thanks. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. We should have bundled up if you go outside. It's a little nippy. Oh, I'll do that. Take me to the Central Park Zoo. Hey, look who it is, Marv. Come on, let's get it. Oh, hi. Hiya, pal. <laughs> I love that scream. <laughs> it's just, uh, it sort of kind of mimics uh, the scene in the first movie where he, where the the fucking van gets yeah, right up like, close Whoa! to him because he's standing there looking like real close to him when he does the scream. So they chase him down the street. And yeah, he buys like pearls. Yeah, know, puts him on the street. He does and the the fucking micro micro machine thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. callback. Um, and, and it's kind of weird. I have like a bunch of scenes that just kind of lead up to one another. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he pretty much that's escapes. How, that's how they work, right? Yeah. It's how they, well, I mean, no, but they're kind of like back to back to back, like oh, okay. real close together. Yeah. Um, so when he goes back to the hotel, you know, because he runs back and he's like, you see, and during this scene, uh, this is you when, get that uh, Tim Curry smile. Doing the Grinch thing. Yeah. And like yeah. The, the light goes ding on top yeah. of him when he figures out the card has been stolen. <sighs> yeah. Stolen credit card. Yeah. He's like, you need to come with me. We'll have to call the police. And Kevin escapes, <laughs> runs up to the room. And uh, does another? Oh, the uh, the clip of, of the like, fake movie. Of the fake movie. This was a, a fake sequel. This one's called "Even Filthier Souls." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or something like that. Something like that. So when when they all come up, this to, one has a Christmas theme. Too. This is a Christmas theme. So I'm gonna play that because pretty much if you've seen the movie, it's an iconic uh, section when <laughs> when the the security guard comes up and the concierge and everybody they're trying to get Kevin and Kevin ends up playing this. Pull it right there. This is the concierge, sir. I knew it was you. I could smell you getting off the elevator. You was here last night, too, wasn't you? 
Yes, sir. <coughs> I was. You was here. And you were smooching with my brother. <laughs> I'm afraid you're mistaken, sir. Don't give me that. You've been smooching with everybody. Snuffy, Al, Leo, little Mo with the gimpy leg, Cheeks, Bony Bob, Cliff. <gasps> no. It's a lie. I could go on forever, baby. I'm terribly sorry, sir, but I'm afraid you're mistaken. We are looking for a young man. All right. I believe you. But my Tommy gun don't. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. On your knees. I love you. You gotta do better than that. I love you. Maybe I'm off my hinges, but I believe you. That's why I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna give you to the count of three to get your lousy, lying, low-down, four-flushing carcass out my door. One, two. Three. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy new year. Stay in your rooms! This is an emergency! There's an insane guest with a gun! Come to Papa! <laughs> Round trip to Miami. What's the matter, get on the wrong plane, Squirt? Looks like you won't be needing this, kid. American don't fly to the promised land, little buddy. Come on. We spent nine months in jail thinking we had the worst luck in the universe. We were wrong, little buddy. We're busted out of the clink and we're doing fine. We're gonna be doing even better because we're not robbing houses anymore. <laughs> now we're robbing toy stores. At midnight tonight, we're hitting Duncan's toy chest. Five floors of cash. Then after that, we grab a couple of phony passports, Mark! then it's off to Rio. Mark, huh? you want to shut up? What's the difference? He's not going to talk to anybody. Except maybe a fish. Or the Undertaker. Let's just get him to the subway tunnel. I'll feel a lot better once we get him on ice. I've got a gun in my pocket. You open your mouth and you'll be spitting gum out through your forehead. Spitting gum out of your forehead. Okay, a couple things. And then this is the scene where he pinches the lady's ass and she oh, recognizes yeah, and then that knocks him out. Fucking Which, uh, that lady's actually a model and an actress and she was oh, in a yeah? bunch of uh, famous Broadway shows. Oh, fantastic. Um, so a couple things. Uh, first of all, the, uh, the, the scar, the burn mark on Harry's hand. Yeah, did you hear that? Is in the wrong position. Even even in the first one, it's in the wrong position. If you actually, yeah, that's if you look true, at the way yeah. that he grabs the handle, it should be a little askew. Yeah, instead of like perfectly 
put on there. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that character Tote from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. He grabs a medallion. Uh, secondly, um, damn it, I just lost my train of thought. Did, did, something to do with uh did you hear the Daniel Stern. Uh, did you hear the audio when he when he's jumping and you There's see a sizzle? Did you hear oh, that? Oh no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I was like, oh wait a minute. So yeah, actually that answers our question from earlier when I was asking, I wonder if they're going to Orlando or that Miami. Yeah, the I guess they they're, Miami was where they were they were going. So yeah, I uh that's weird that it I thought he'd lost the ticket at the beginning. Um so although the names of the concierge uh and and the the desk clerk are never actually named yeah mr hector cecil and then her last name is cedric and stone stone yeah Yeah. and that's that's their names yeah mr hector i remember seeing stone on dana ivy's uh yeah little name tag and there's another interesting um thing about on on um fuck my wrist is hurting I i don't know um the key symbols on Tim Curry's concierge uh, character on his, his uniform mm-hmm. are they're from an organization known as, I'm going to fuck this up, uh, Le Clef's Door USA. Okay. And it's uh, it's the only national association of professional hotel concierges and is extremely hard to obtain membership to. Yeah, it's like being a professional butler almost. Like, right. Yeah. Earning the gold keys is a privilege given only to the true concierge professional one who is dedicated to delivering the highest level of service to their guests and their hotels, in addition to other requirements, which can be found on their website. Nice. <laughs> Kevin uh, gets away, escapes. He's like kind of lost in New York. Yeah. Right now, he's pretty much lost in New York. And th- I remember watching this as a kid and thinking, wow, I never want to go to New York City because of yeah. the nighttime shots. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the, the hookers are like, hey, little boy, you lost. And yeah. then, you know, like. Gets in the people, cab. Yeah, he gets in the cab. He's like, ain't much it's, better in here, kid. Yeah, it's scary out there. Ain't much better in here. And the guy's like got a glass eye. Yeah. And so that uh, Marv's line, uh, kids are scared of the park. Yeah. Is a direct, like, mirror of his line in the first one. Kids are scared, scared of, of the, the dark. dark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kids are scared of the dark. He, uh. And then at one point you hear um, uh, Peter McAllister kind of say like, "Oh, maybe he's smart enough to go see my brother." You know, he lives in New York. Yeah. And but and then you know the mom's like, "Oh no, he's in Paris. Aren't they getting remodeling done?" And so Kevin shows up to the you know fucking four story brownstone these yeah. people own. It's that beautiful. Was that, that building is actually on a back lot. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. It's part. It was a set called brownstone alley or something oh so they just do a lot they, of sets yeah, there yeah that's yeah. kind of cool yeah and then you know they're doing work and he kind of sneaks in and then i kind of forget what happens after that <laughs> um because they, they, they well yeah yeah, yeah they, they chase him down uh again right i think so yeah I, again this is what happens when we don't take notes <laughs> yeah no okay here it is yeah yeah so kevin goes to his uncle's townhouse uh, only find it vacant um and then um uh, Kevin and Cowers, the p- the pigeon lady, you know. Oh yeah, Brenda and Fricker. Yeah, and, and he's like, "Oh, you're not that bad. Sorry, I freaked you out." Yeah, blah blah. blah. And she takes him to like Carnegie Hall, up yeah. in this cool ass attic. Yeah, which I'm like, how the fuck did you get up there? Like, I think the window was open, so maybe they like climbed up. Yeah, because he doesn't he crawl out the window. And yeah, then he goes leaves. down like a scaffold or some Something. shit. They, we yeah. don't see him go down, but you see him walk out the window. Yeah, I'm not gonna play that clip of them. He does another thing where he gives yeah. her advice because she's like. Why are you like this? Yeah. Oh, I was in love and I got my heart. It wasn't broken. insider trading. Yeah, <laughs> she got her heart broken, so she became homeless. How I don't know. I think I think she she loves music because she said that she's like, oh, I've seen Pavarotti here, I've seen this. So I'm like, maybe she had money, or maybe she was a musician or something, because she said she's Possibly. seen all these great people. And I'm like, yeah. from up in the balcony, or yeah, like, yeah, 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 right, right. We don't There's really more, know more to that story. Yeah, and do we care? So he 
It's covered in bird shit. After considering, um, you know, he promises that he's going to be your friend <coughs> and all that stuff. And he's like, you know, he he's pretty much Kevin's like, all right, I need to go. I need to do a good deed. I need to I need to save the toy store from being robbed. Yeah. Does he like, does he see a kid in, uh, in the hospital window? Yeah. Because the idea was Duncan was going to take all the money over to the children's to hospital. To the children's hospital yeah. and donate it. He's, and he's like, like, you don't mess with kids. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Burr. You don't mess with a little sociopath. I'm going to kill everybody. Uh, he goes to the... Back to the brownstone? Yeah, go, no, well, he goes back to the brownstone, yeah, sets everything up, does his fucking right. plan again, yeah. which somehow he knows where everything is in this brownstone. Yeah. Well, has he been there before? Because we're supposed to believe that it's his uncle's house, right? Yeah, but he looked up his uncle's house and his dad's uh, address book. Oh. So I'm so like, I don't know if he's he, ever been there before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But somehow he knows his way around. He, you know, he knows what turpentine is. and Right. You know, he knows what all this. I don't fucking know. He's fucking with kerosene. And, yeah. And uh, all, I'm, I'm telling you, this is like a, a good son spinoff where he is a good son. <laughs> like, oh, oh, man. man. <laughs> we just said, oh, man. Yeah. Times. Oh, man. <clears throat> He goes back, he uh, the, gets the robbers, you know, and I like the scene where they, they're in the toy store and, you know, he opens up, he's like, Merry Christmas, Harry. And then, of course, he opens it up and it's like, Happy Hanukkah, Marv. He yeah. grabs all the money. <laughs> breaks the window. Because so you have the like, no, breaks yeah. the window. And then this is where the chaos ensues. This is where it gets real slapsticky because if they were jumping out that window and just standing on a board, it wouldn't launch him yeah, 12 feet. Yeah, and he lands on the back of that car like uh, hard. Yeah. And, and Kevin's taking pictures, and I, I love at one point, Marv keeps posing every time he takes a picture. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Everybody's like, cheese, and Marv's like... Ooh. Yeah, he smiles. <laughs> How'd my hair look? <laughs> they chase him to the brownstone, Kevin goes up to the top, and, you know, give me that camera back, you little kid, and he starts chucking bricks off of this. And I was reading somewhere here that they actually asked a doctor about that, and the, the doctor said, like, if anyone was hit in the head with a brick from that height, it would cause severe brain damage or even or death. death. And he, he gets hit in the head four, four times. Yeah. You know what I just realized? Hmm. The lady that tells him she's in, he's in New York way back at the beginning of the movie. The, yeah. The flight lady. That's Ali Sheedy. I didn't even put that together. Who? Ali Sheedy. Well, I don't know. That name sounds familiar. Uh, the Breakfast Club. Oh. Breakfast Club. She's oh, the wow. kook. Oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, that is her, isn't it? Yeah, I just just like put that together. John Hughes just throw that in there for shits and giggles. Probably, uh, absolutely. Chaos ensues. Uh-huh. I mean, there's just so much that happens. Uh, fucking, they should have died. They just should have. Yeah, died. they do the uh, the paint can gag. The paint again. can gag. Uh, no, but then they get hit with like some kind of. How did Kevin even tie that thing up? Which one? The he does the paint cans. He's like, oh, you hit oh, my then, Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did he tie that damn uh, that? It looked like, like a, a cannon, but it's not. It's like it's a lead pipe or some kind of a banister. Piece of plumbing. Something. It's a pipe. And they fall through, like two stories down to the ground. Uh-huh. Marv gets Marv gets electrocuted and he turns into like the, the, the skeleton thing. Yeah. It made sense to me as a kid, but now I'm looking at it going, why the fuck? Also, when Marv uh, Marv slips on that, like, that green slime. Yeah. How does he not see it? Marv's just looking dead ahead. He's not looking down. Same when he falls through the hole. I was like, yeah. you do not look at the floor in front of you? That's a big ass hole. <laughs> Also, the physics of the the slip, because he 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 does the, the <laughs> whoop, 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 and he lands on his back and then goes and then and then somehow he's accelerated toward. Yeah, he the, lands on his back and then it shoots. Yeah, it, I think, I think Marv really gets cart- the worst of it. Yeah, Marv gets the worst of this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's he, he gets it's, the bricks. <laughs> he gets the bricks. He gets all those paint cans on him. Oh, oh, this too. When they're going up the uh, the stairs, he's like, wait, 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 wait. Do you remember last year? Marv yeah. goes. No, <laughs> he he's like, 
the paint can brain thing. damage i mean probably yeah he totally. got hit in the head five times four oh. times with a brick you ever seen Bitmassive? it's his channel on on youtube i don't know how often they Mm-mm. they uh post videos but like a few years ago they they digitally like kind of uh uh messed with and edited the uh the, all the scenes from home alone where the marvin harry get fucked up yeah and made him bloody Oh God! And made him look like what would really happen. Uh, they would be die. So much blood. Yeah, yeah, he would just die instantly. I'll show you those when we're done. Y'all go check that out too. It's bit massive on YouTube. It's bit hilarious. Massive. Fuck. Yeah, and like uh, when they get to the top, he shimmies down like the kerosene, the kerosene covered rope, and so yeah, they're, when they're climbing down the rope too, it sort of mimics the end of the the first movie when they're you know going out on the zip line. Yeah, and he's gonna cut it. And Marv is afraid of heights. <laughs> he's like. He sounds like, like Man, my dog. Is this, are you wearing some kind of aftershave? And he's like, "No, yeah, the ropes soaked in kerosene. soaked in kerosene." Oh my god! Come on, guys. They, they they deserve it. Yeah, and they fall down, and all that tarnish gets on them. All the the, the oh, varnish. Yeah. It's like, oh, is that shit like burn or something? It just not gonna come off your skin. Ugh. Like it's a stain. And then Kevin runs away, and he's like. You know, can't bet you can't catch me, blah blah blah. But then yeah. something happens to Kevin. Kevin slips on the ice, dude. Have you ever, bell you ever ate shit like that on mm-hmm. ice? Fuck, it doesn't feel good. I, I, when I lived in Alaska, I was walking to work, and this was right after like the first snow, and like a week had gone by, so it was all like either melting or frozen, like like hard packed ice and and shit. And I was, I didn't have ice cleats yet. Didn't mm-hmm. know what they were. I'm a Florida boy. So you're out there wearing some Crocs. I'm, no, I wasn't wearing Crocs. <laughs> Got my flippy floppers. <laughs> Absolutely not. I was wearing a, I had a good pair of boots. And um, I uh, I stepped up on a curb. And I was, I always kept my wallet in my back left pocket. And I slipped and, and fucking like a cartoon, legs up, right on my left ass cheek. Ugh. Onto my wallet. That shit hurt so fucking bad. And I had a nice bruise on my ass for like weeks. When I was first dating Megan, we, were, we went to a wedding. And it was like a nice hotel. Yeah. Or like a condo, many of them type of thing. And yeah. we go downstairs and they had an indoor pool. And I kind of just yeah. dipped my toes in the water. I was like, oh, that's nice. And then I took <laughs> a step and feet, I mean, uh, I landed on my back. You could hear me just go. Knocked the wind out of you. Megan was like, oh my God. Oh my God. She thought I broke my back. I was just, I'm like laying there. She's looking over me and I'm like, oh. I, <laughs> it was I horrible. Can't, I can't help it, but there's no, there's nothing funnier than watching oh, somebody eat yeah, shit. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just a classic. Uh, they end up grabbing Kevin. They go to the park. Uh, he's like, I'm going to oh, fucking man. shoot him. Oh, no. Be- yeah, because before they capture Kevin, he calls yeah. the police. He's like, um, I got the guys. He tried to rob the toy store, look for fireworks in Central Park, uh-huh. the whole thing. Uh, they try to shoot Kevin, but his, the gun's all mucked up from all the varnish and goop. and Right. And then the fucking bird lady throws fucking bird seed, bird seed all over yeah. him. Um, I guess... Uh, uh, Marv said that uh, like one of the birds actually did go in his mouth, yeah, and it freaked him out, yeah. like because one comes out of his There's jacket like at the 300 end. Three hundred birds or something. It's a lot, yeah. And, and he's his, just covered by it. His girly, when, when one comes out of his coat when he gets, oh, he's like, right. oh. yeah. <laughs> um, when he when he, when he pokes his skinny ass neck up and makes that scream. That. Tell me you recorded that. No, I didn't. That I, I could find it though. That was literally a laugh out loud moment for me. I was by myself watching these the other day, and I I. I hadn't really like laughed out loud at anything because most of it's like moderately amusing or I had seen it so many times, but I hadn't really watched it in quite some time. So that, that elicited a good guffaw. A good guffaw. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can play it real quick. 
But keep talking while I loading this. <laughs> okay, here's a little uh, interesting piece of trivia. We already mentioned Trump's uh, cameo. So Chris Columbus said in an interview in November of this year, and maybe this is retroactively uh, an opinion of his based on how we might feel about our current president. Um, Chris Columbus said in an interview back in November that Donald Trump uh, basically bullied his way into this uh, cameo by making it a part of the deal to shoot the scenes in the lobby of the Got hotel because he had just purchased it. Uh, I guess Columbus wasn't happy about it, but when they screened the movie for the first time, the audience cheered when Trump showed up on screen, so Columbus left it in. Nice. Let's see if this is going to play. Daniel Stern just got the best screams. Daniel the Stern, the, you mentioned Bushwhacked earlier. Yeah. Um, this Bushwhacked was originally conceived as a spinoff uh, of these movies oh, with so that he, character being Marv. Marv. So that's why he's Marv-like. It. Yeah, I can see it. It's yeah. just so funny. I love when he's in Bushwhacked when he's got the... The dolls. The dolls, yeah. The birds and the mm, bees. Mm. <laughs> uh, I also just read that um, Harry Lime, Joe Pesci's character's name, yeah. was also the name of Orson Welles' character in the film noir The Third Man. Really? Yeah. Oh. So I guess like Columbus and Hughes are big fans of uh, 1930s noir with obviously with the, the the fucking fake movie could possibly allude to that. When um, there's a little scene before all this happened that I didn't play, but the, the family finally gets to New York. Yeah. And uh, they show up at the plaza and this kind of happens. <laughs> We'd like to offer you a complimentary suite while you're here. It's a penthouse with a view of the park. I think you'll find it satisfactory. It was recently vacated by the Countess of Worcestershire. What kind of hotel allows a child to check in alone? The boy had a very convincing story. What kind of idiots do you have working here? The finest in New York. Well, I mean, when you discovered that the credit card was stolen, what? I made the discovery. Why did you let him leave? When we attempted to confront him, he ran. You scared him away. It's Christmas Eve, and because of you, our child is lost in one of the biggest cities in the world. Could you take our family and our luggage up to the room, please? Yes, sir. Run along, Cedric. I'm going to go down to the police station and make sure that they're doing everything in their power to find Kevin. I want you to stay here with Frank, Leslie, and the kids. No, I'm going out to look for him. What? With all due respect, madam, your son is lost in one of the biggest cities in the world. Could you stay out of this, please? As you wish. Thank you. I don't think it's a good idea for you to start running around all over New York City all by yourself. I think if our son can do it, I can do it. Okay, but Peter, I'll be fine. The way I'm feeling right now, no mugger or murderer would dare mess with me. Madam, there are hundreds of parasites out there, armed to the teeth. Do bundle up. It's awfully cold outside. <laughs> uh, I always laugh when, when his, his like chin trembles. Yeah, he's such a cry. Yeah, you see him like trembling. <laughs> bundle up. Um, where is? Uh, I just read something interesting. Um, <clears throat> go on if you have something. Yeah. So pretty much, I can just wrap this up real fast. Sure. Um, Kevin kind of is doesn't really know where to go, so he he goes to like. Pretty much just goes to Rockefeller Center, yeah. and the 
you know, his mom's looking for him, looking for him. And, you know, the, the police officer in this um, looks really familiar. The one that she talks to in the in the, the car. Oh, the, yeah, the cop, uh, yeah. like, sitting there just reading the paper. Reading the paper. Uh, he's, he looks he's, familiar, he's too. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I, I can't think. remember. But, you know, he's like, you know, retrace your steps. Where would you go? And she figures out, oh, my God, he's at Rockefeller. And, of course, yeah. he's making a wish. Like, you know, I want my mom back. And then, boom, there she is. All hunky-dory. They go back to uh, the plaza. They're staying. They wake up at Duncan um, because they find the brick that, oh, yeah, he, that leaves he threw. Yeah. He leaves a note. He's like, sorry, I had to do this. McAllister, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And so Duncan sends all these Christmas toys to the plaza. Something else I, I read recently was, was interesting is the, Harry and Marv never actually refer to Kevin by his name. No, just the kid. Yeah, and I think it's because they never had an opportunity to learn it at all and i think the first time they hear what his name is is when homegirl says kevin run because every other instance that they it had just says mccallister on, yeah. on his on his back his back like pay yes, McAllister, K, yeah, that, that might have alluded to it but um in the shower scene um tim curry is scared away by an inflatable clown yes and a year before that he played a clown he played yeah. a clown and it or two years before that when uh th- there's also a great scene when you know everybody's reconnected and everything like that and the, Coley Culkin's like looking at the presents and Buzz is being nice. Like, I think, you know, yeah. Kevin should open up the first gift. Kevin runs downstairs, like in his pajamas, like into the cold weather. Did you? Yeah. They're like, all the, they're opening presents and they just let Kevin walk yeah, out. He straight into disappears. New York. And I was like, there he goes again. Yep. Put some bells on the low jack your <laughs> child. <laughs> like, there's there's a, um, he's, he's, Fuller has the bed to himself, right? Yeah. And Everybody else is sleeping. He's got the big bed and he's yeah. like Coke cans. All Coke over cans him. everywhere. That's because Coca Cola made a deal to put their product in this movie, whereas in the first one it was, it was Pepsi. Pepsi. Also, it's if you if you watch closely, when Fuller hops up, you can see a wet spot in his pants. Is there? Yeah. Didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody's Christmas. It's Christmas, hey everybody. Well, he goes down and gives the uh, one of the turtle doves to uh, the pigeon lady. Yeah, and you know, Merry we ever, Christmas. We ever learn her name? I don't think so. I think it's on here. What is her name? Pigeon lady, pigeon lady. <clears throat> I'm looking. Hey, there's an interesting Chicago area band, Enough's Enough, uh, recorded their song Happy Holiday to be used in this movie. However, the producers ultimately used Darlene Loves All Alone on Christmas. So the band put their song, um, so the band put on their song, shit. So the band put <laughs> the song, I can read, on their Peach Fuzz album. It was all. It has also appeared in several hair metal Christmas compilations, including "We Wish You a Hairy Christmas" and "Monster Ballads Xmas." Nice. I can't find it on here. Bird fine. Lady, and then pretty much when uh, when they show when uh, what is it? The I can't speak either today. The room service bill shows yes. up. Oh, and I have a little information on this. So Dude, the room you got, service you got the what he ordered. Yeah. You go so for it. the Kevin's room service bill uh, comes in. And he spent $967. Fuck. And this is what he spent it on. Two chocolate cakes, six chocolate mousses with chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry ice cream topped with M&M's, chocolate sprinkles, cherries, nuts, marshmallows, caramel syrup, chocolate syrup, strawberry syrup, whipped cream, and bananas, six custard flans, a pastry cart, eight strawberry tarts, and 36 chocolate-covered strawberries. Holy shit. That costs $967? It's I mean, it is room fucking service. Plaza and it's room yeah. service. Yeah. And then, of course, we have the same kind of end cap that we had in the first one where it's, Kevin, what'd you do to my room? And then you can hear his dad be like, Kevin, you spent $967 on room service. Yeah, yeah. And then that's the end Both of the film. Uh, yeah. <coughs> do you want, 
Yeah, you got anything else? Uh, I, well, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about a uh, Home Loan Three. Okay, yeah. Um, that piece actually, of actually, you know, we it's not a, bad. We didn't. We didn't got a duck rate. I was. Uh, that's what I was about to say. Uh, we didn't duck rate the first one or the second one. I, I'm giving both a solid four. Okay, solid four on both. I think I like the second one better. So I'll give the first one three, and the second one four. Second one four. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's there's all kinds of like stuff to unpack about the these movies. Uh, Home Alone three came out in 1997, because um, Chris Columbus wa- or was it John Hughes wanted uh, Macaulay Culkin back, but as a teenaged uh, Kevin McAllister. Mm-hmm. And but since Macaulay uh, retired from acting in '94, <laughs> retired, <laughs> um, he couldn't get him, so he rewrote the script from scratch. I guess he had a treatment already he was working on during the filming of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they changed the, it's still in Chicago, but they changed the kid. Now it's a kid named Alex. Uh, and it also starred a very young, um, Scarlett Johansson in the, she it, was the sister. Okay. The it's been kid. a while since I've seen it. I just remember yeah. one of the bad guys being kind of a famous dude. Uh, the guy with the black hair. There's all three of them have black hair. Man. The older dude. I don't remember. I had to look up his face. I, I, I was, didn't really do anything. I, want, I, I started watching it the other day because all three of these are on uh, Disney. Disney Plus. Yeah. And uh, it was terrible. I didn't like it at yeah, all. Yeah, it's not very good. So I remember seeing it when it came out. I didn't see it in theaters, but I remember when it came out, and that's probably <clears> the last time I've seen it. Uh, so are you referring to Oleg Krupa? That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. What else is he in? I don't know. He just had a familiar face. Uh, he was in. Oh, he's in Burn After Reading and okay. uh, The Italian Job, the remake. That's it, The Italian Job. Is That's why I remember Okay, from. And, uh, yeah, it, I, I don't think I actually finished watching it because I thought it was terrible. Um, but it was also directed by Raja Gosnell, who was the editor on the first two movies. So they kept it in the family, so to speak. Nice. And there was a fourth and fifth one, I believe. I, yeah, I, I didn't see anything about that. You got uh, okay, like, so these like straight to DVD, like something I'm gonna find at like a like a convenience store. There's one called uh, "Bringing Down the House" or something, or "Taking Back the House." Hang on, I'm looking it up. <laughs> Wait, you're looking it up. So there's a fun little thing with uh, Christopher Christopher Chris Columbus. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Chris Columbus uh, recalls during filming that he was on 140th Street in Harlem, and like it was like really early in the morning. Yeah. And he went to go get some coffee, and these like young kids came up to him, and like, "What's the name of your movie?" And he's like, "Home Alone 2. And they're like, "What do you do?" He's like, "I'm the director." And they're like, "Oh, oh we love John you, John Hughes." Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Home Alone three was in '97. Then then there was uh, Home Alone: The Holiday, or no, Home Alone four in 2002. The oh. Reckoning. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good, man. In a world, <laughs> in a world, this summer. Uh, Called Home Alone Four, taking back the house, and I don't know that the only person I know from that movie is French Stewart. Oof, yeah. French Stewart was in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm French Stewart. I'm what the fair. fuck? Okay, hang on. He's supposed to be Marv. Yeah, this has got to be like some shitty Hallmark ripoff it's, thing. It's, it's McAllister. It's the McAllisters again. Okay, right, John Hughes is, was dead by then, right? No. When did John Hughes? When did he die? Two thousand something. Uh, Didn't we talk about that before? We did. No, he he wrote it. He wrote it. Oof, sorry, John. Two thousand two. Um. So okay, yeah, I didn't know this, but <clears throat> this is the plot summary for uh, 
Home Alone 4. God. Amidst his parents' impending divorce, Kevin McAllister must foil his old nemesis Marv and his wife Vera's plot to kidnap a crown prince despite opposition from his dad, Peter. Peter's fiance Natalie, <clears throat> and Natalie's butler, Mr. Prescott. This sounds horrible. Yeah, it sounds dumb. Why, why would Kevin still be an 8-year-old or an 11-year-old 10 years on? He would be 22. Right? Can I, did I math correctly? Yeah, I think so. That's just weird. I don't know. I don't like it. No, I don't either. 2002. So this is 10 years after Home Alone 2. So he would be uh, an adult. And Marv does not. That's so weird. That's dumb. I don't like it. And then there's another one called Home Alone, The Holiday Heist, which came out eight years ago. And it's about a kid named Finn Baxter, who, like Kevin and Alex, is adept at booby traps. Just amazing. I think, did they read, like, The Anarchist Guide or something? Like, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> the, the, the Anarchist Cookbook? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, he just got it. He's got a manifesto. Yeah, I'm going to leave with one little nugget here. Okay. Um. So... In the first movie, when uh-huh. uh, Kevin's talking to old man Marley, yeah, and he's saying, he's like, yeah, I had a friend who got nailed because there was a room he wore dinosaur pajamas. Uh-huh. And uh, at the end of the at the end of um, the movie of the second one, uh, Fuller's wearing dinosaur pajamas. Oh, <laughs> funny. So, all right. Well, that is it, guys. Yeah. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our double feature. And Y'all. I'm going to let Fish make the announcement of what our next film is because <laughs> pretty excited if you've been it. on social media, Mr. Fish has been nothing but talking about this for about a week. So I, go ahead. I love a good non-traditional holiday film, and it's recently come to my uh, acute attention. Um, I have become acutely aware, rather, of how much of a Christmas movie Batman Begins is. We're- Batman Begins, really? Oh, sorry. Batman Returns. Sorry. <laughs> pardon me. Sorry. Batman Returns. Uh, I, I have an unhealthy obsession with it right now, and I've, I've rewatched it maybe twice. In Is the it last free week. on anywhere? Uh, no. No. I think I um, But yeah, that's another movie. Oh, that actually, I, if you have HBO Max, it should be on there. They have all the Batman movies. Oh, they do? Okay. Yeah, so if you have I, HBO Max, I do Max, have HBO. Yeah. It should be on there. <clears throat> um, strangely enough, or not strangely, but also coincidentally, rather, I should say, um, Batman Returns also came out in two, or 1992, um, same year as this, and McDonald's as well, I th- maybe it was McDonald's and not Hardee's, I can't remember, did a uh, ad campaign with uh, their commercials using Home Alone th- uh, for some of their products after the Batman Begins. Shit! You Batman Returns! S- dude, dude. dude, I need to go have a beer and smoke <laughs> a bowl or something. Batman Returns had an unsuccessful uh, marketing campaign through McDonald's um, because for a while it was aimed at kids, but when the movie came out, it was, it was the darkest really, shit. Really yeah. dark. Batman and, Forever and, was marketed more to kids. Than, yeah, than, and uh, but Burton took this one pretty dark, and I'm excited yeah, because I'm excited to rewatch really, it. Penguin's really gnarly in this one, and even the even the toy line changed the uh, appearance of the Penguin because it was too scary for kids. Yeah, no, they. I remember having the Batman Return toys, mm-hmm. and they made his Penguin look more like the '60s Penguin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really did. Yeah. That's right. So yeah, we're gonna do Batman Returns. Returns, nineteen ninety two. Next, and um, I'm really pumped about it. So, quack 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 quack. Thanks for listening in, guys. Uh, make sure that you uh, like us on Facebook, all the social media, all that stuff. And we will see you uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, probably after Christmas, for Batman. Same quack time, <laughs> same quack channel. So we are second Batman movie in like a month or so. so uh, yeah. See you guys.